Uh oh, uh oh. What is this? Oh. A little bit of music. And then it, that's how it starts. Welcome, welcome. We have Jean Pauly in the house. What's up, guys? What's up, buddy? How hey, are you? Good. Um, so, yeah, very lucky. This guy came all the way from the other side of London. He's an actor, a stunt performer, a martial artist, a director, writer, you name it. He's all I of try. those things. I try. So, which one of you would say you're the main one at the moment? Um. I was about to say filmmaker, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, well, you know, well, yeah, I mean, fine. more into movie creating, so I would say director. Okay. okay. I'm okay. still doing stunts. Okay. So, yeah, me and J JP, everyone knows him as JP. We met uh, about freaking 10 years ago in a super famous um, place called uh, Back Backton, Back East London Gymnastics. Yeah. So I just heard a noise coming out from my thing. I want to turn it off. And um, yeah, here you go. And um, yeah, so we know each other for a long, long mm. time. And uh, it, it was, I think the, the, my first impression was when I saw you, this guy has some mad kicks. And um, so the, all the kicking started. Let's, let's go straight away. Where did it start? At how long ago it started? It started in France. You moved to UK how many years ago now? Uh, 10 years. Wow. I arrived in uh, 2013, yeah. Right. Um, about martial arts, I started with karate when I was like six. Mm -hmm. um, then I moved into Hapkido for eight years. Yeah. That's why my style is very much about you know, spinning kicks right. and jumping kicks. Like in the, not the taekwondo way, like not kicking forward, but kicking on like a spinning. Mm -hmm. um, this is where I got most of my style. And I did two years of capoeira. So I think it, that's why you see me putting my hand on the ground, do a lot oh, of the kick sweet. stuff. So, yeah. You see, that's why I do podcasts. And I didn't know that you did capoeira because I did capoeira for two years as well in uh, in uh, Vancouver, in Canada. Okay. Uh, a club called or the school called Asha Capoeira. Okay. And the guy who was the coach uh, now he's a stunt performer, actor. His name, his capoeira name is Marcus Aurelius. Um, you know, that's obviously not the I real name. The, and the um, he was the one, and you know him because he did those mad kicks. Um, uh, what's the name when you spin uh, oh god totally throw my head he was knocking out people I'm gonna put the video right now yeah, yeah, yeah. he's super famous Mia Lua uh, yeah. Mia okay. Lua de Campasha yeah, is that called? yeah. yeah, yeah. so okay. that he famous for that video so um, that was your teacher yeah that was my teacher okay yeah now, cool. now he's a stunt performer and uh, doing all the, all that kind of stuff he okay. was actually uh, messaged me a while ago he's like so how do you become a stunt performer in UK mm. and then I said whether you're freaking amazing and people love you and they hire you anyways, or you do the thing what I did for not very talented people and become a part of British Stunt Registry. <laughs> so does he want to come here or? VSR. No, no, I'm just joking, just joking. But that's the way I saw my way to get into, mm. into the industry, I guess. So everyone okay. has a different thing. Cool. Yeah, so push this microphone like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because cool this is what was you're it, doing. Was you're it doing too... No, you're doing this. And then there was... Yes. A... <laughs> I know how. Yes. Is it working well like this? For that camera. I'm trying to no, feed that it's camera. not about that. It's more about so I can hear you. And then yeah, you don't but you turn can away. Yeah, you right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. That's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so... You started martial arts in uh, France. Yeah. Uh, that's where... So 10 years ago, how old are you now? I'm 40. You 40. Four, oh, I'm going to be 40 next year. So I'm going to join you. Still look young. You're, oh, stop it. Uh, I'm going to join your, your loser's party. Uh, <laughs> still kicking at 40, guys. Still like, you know. That's what's up. That's what's up. Still kicking at 40. I mean, like, there are some 
Who are the biggest action stars now who are the oldest and still do stuff? We earlier mentioned... Um, uh, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. He's about 60, is he? Yeah. I don't want to say anything. Like, yeah, I think it's yeah around 60, maybe. Like, can you check on the wiki? Of course I can check it. Yeah. Uh, what to go? Oh, is he talking what, do you, what do you think? I think he's 58. 58. 56. Okay, let's, I will check it. Uh, have you met him? Never. Never. Never, uh, never I met would him. love to, but uh, never had the chance. Yeah, you know what they say. You have to make it and be amazing first. He's 60 years old, dude. Wow, okay. Wow. 60, then uh, it is. He tough, He totally could be 55 or whatever, yeah. Yeah, hey, he's looking great at his age. I mean... And 27th of July, he's born in the same day as I am, but just different month. Jeez. I'm 27th of April. He's 27th of July. And he started his career 30 years ago, which is crazy, if you think oh, of right. it. right. Career in the movie industry. Yeah, as, a, as an actor, I think. Right. Like he started like 30 years ago. So what did he do before? He was just more martial artist? N uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Donnie was never a stuntman. I think mm. he's very clear about this. Mm. Uh, he was always an actor in everything he's been doing. And actually directing too. But yeah. I'm not very, um... that's, a, that's a tough one. Like those who know the industry and you know that very well, as soon as you kind of get into stunts, it sometimes it helps you for your uh, kind of cre uh, actor's career, yeah. and a lot of times it doesn't because some directors are like, "Whoa, what? So you're a stuntman or mm -hmm. you're an actor?" Yeah. And I was in one casting where I said, "Oh yeah, well I'm a stuntman and I do acting as well." It's mm -hmm. like, no, 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 you're one or the other. Yeah. So they kind of stigmatize you, saying like, "You can't do both," or if you do stunts as well, so you're not a very good actor. Mm -hmm. What is your experience about this? It, the same. Um, yeah, they see you as a stuntman, you know, like, mm. and because you're stunt, you don't know anything about drama, you don't know anything about acting, so they really look at you, okay, he's a physical performer, and just don't talk, just do your kung fu, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> no, it's, that, that's true, right? That's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. this. And then when you tell them, I'm also an actor, and they look at you, and yeah, right. Like, they look at you as a second grade actor, because this is not your main skill. Yeah. And they cannot believe that a martial artist could be a good actor. Mm. But then even if you look back then, like Bruce Lee was like great on, in both. But just mm. today, people don't, don't really mm. care. You're a stuntman. Because the thing is, one of the reasons why we prevail in any industry is because we just focused on that specific industry. I think back in the day, uh, days, people were like versatile. Mm. So someone could be uh, by day a plumber, by evening he's a one of the best runners or something like that. Yeah. So there was a combination, but now it's very like specific. You do this one thing, that's yeah. it, you know. Um, and that's probably could be the reason. And do we have examples of actually actors who you, you started as a stunt performers? Jackie? Jackie Chan. Is yeah, the, that's the, OG, the, big, right? the biggest one, yeah. yeah. I mean, Yen Biao, Samuel Hong, like the, the, that, that team. Yeah, uh, that's Jackie's brother, Samuel Hong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really sure about Tony Ja. Mm, mm. I think so. Iko uh, Uwais from The Raid, uh, he was an actor. He started as an actor. Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. was a martial art instructor and then he went straight into acting. Mm -hmm. Never been in stunts. Um, but yeah, that's not much. Jean-Claude Van Damme was already an actor, I think. Yeah, well, Jean-Claude, was. Uh, he went to LA and he just tried to make it and he was right. doing extra work. He uh -huh. was doing all the whatever. And then, as far as I know, like he showed like his skills, and someone someone casted him to to do yeah. some some kind of a fighting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Jean Claude, I might be working with Jean Claude uh, in three four weeks in Italy. Okay, <laughs> I'm waiting for confirmation. Really? Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I was like this Italian friend of mine, like who's a stunt coordinator. He's like, Renard, do you want to fight Jean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> and I was like, 
Can he still walk? <laughs> That's amazing. What, is it like a Netflix film or something? Uh, or can, can you? No, 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 no. Now you can say. It. I don't know what it is. Um, okay. As far as I know, it's a quite small production. So okay, yeah, still, awesome. still. I do. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm it's super excited, cool. but I also am like a little bit dreading and a little bit afraid because I don't hear particularly good things about working with him, especially when you're a stunt performer. Okay. I heard he's hitting yeah, stunts. Yeah, he doesn't hold his punches. Hard, yeah, yeah. Uh, which actually, uh, uh, Jess, who was one of my guests, uh, he said the same thing about uh, Don Donnie Yen as mm. well. He doesn't hold his punches, but mm. it's uh, all about is there a reason for it? You know, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we, especially when we do body shots, like if you do want to do a push kick, if you want to do a, a body shot to a stomach, you mm. need to create that content. Yeah. yeah, and if you're too afraid, and you know, it just doesn't work. It's fine as long as they don't kick you in the face. <laughs> yeah, but it's still cinema. It's still like a movie making. Mm. There shouldn't be, you know, like uh, people getting hurt too much. What is that? What is the craziest thing you got hurt? Like, have you been kicked like really bad or by uh, other actors? Was on or? the wire on uh, the old guard too. Right, but that's a wire thing. It's a wire thing. No, no, no yeah, I'm yeah. talking about have you been like hurt by other performer? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was specific. Yeah. Uh, one of them uh, in Aquaman 2 I got hit in the head with a carbon fiber stick <laughs> I, I was just dodging the move and then it just got ping and I fell on the ground and the stunt call was like um, JP stay there and then I started to see like the blood you know, like flowing and oh, was, shit. oh but it didn't hurt at all like, yeah it was but just, it opened, opened yeah exactly it was, it was nothing but that's part of the yeah but that was it a stunt before or was it an actor yeah it was a stunt, it was ah, stunt okay. yeah. but it was it was doing rehearsal it wasn't even on shoot yeah. but that was fine and I love the guy you know like uh, yeah, we're yeah, cool yeah. we're cool it was an accident oh dude we go through that like I while I was training and starting to understand what is a screen fighting and stuff mm -hmm. there's one time I did spin kick 360 and I kicked the guy in the face The actor? No. Okay. <laughs> no, Jesus. no, no. This one of the stunties, and mm. I opened his eye, his uh, eye, and like he had put like five stitches. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. five. And, and uh, then another time, I think I broke guys' nose and stuff. Also, like not counting like the the distance. But the reason why I'm saying that, first of all, I actually uh, mm. got got back this uh, we did a little rehearsal like kind of a fight thing okay and uh, i was fighting a girl <laughs> and she punched me in the face so hard that almost knocked my tooth out and create like um punctured my skin in the face oh no shit so i was like shit this is for all those times <laughs> what i did in the uh, past but it was a stone girl yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay, okay. all i'm saying is just like that that happens you yeah know? yeah it's it's part of the job you know, part like, of the uh, job is learning process yeah, yeah. and the funniest thing sometimes you don't even think about that it could happen but it couldn't happen <laughs> yeah it's when you don't expect for it and then just come in your face yeah just come in your face yeah, that's, yeah that's baby fine. <laughs> <laughs> i got you there uh <laughs> Welcome to Renard's keep podcast. This. Keep this, don't cut this. Okay. <laughs> Can I keep this or I have to cut this out? <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so we have some kind of structure in our podcast, I'm guessing. Okay, okay. Um, okay, uh, I, I want to go straight to uh, talk about so your upbringings and how the whole film industry happened for you in your life and when did you start thinking ooh I want to be in the movies okay uh, did you pursue anything else before that yeah um no uh, at all mm -hmm. um I started like when I came to the to the UK 2013 before that I was in pharmaceuticals oh shit yeah what do you mean uh, so you no know, so you had a bef uh, before you had a different education different yeah. pursuits I have, two, I, have I have two masters I went to business school for four years so I got a MBA in luxury management no me too <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean that's uh, that was 
my path, you know, like that's why yeah. my parents wanted me to, to do yeah. Asian parents, right? So uh, yeah. Asian parents. Wait. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, still works, still works. <laughs> I like the way we <laughs> Yeah. What that's the yeah, way uh, yeah, so yeah, say it one, again, Asian one. parents? Uh, Asian parents. <laughs> I love them. No, no, no. But um, yeah, I, I, that's what I was supposed to do for you know my my parents, make mm-hmm. them happy, especially my dad, uh, my cousins, or you know like doctors, uh, pharmacists, stuff like this. So mm-hmm. I I had to do this. But I was studying martial arts since I was a kid. Never stopped for like like thirty years or something. And then I decided to quit my job. Mm. I was working in Cambodia at the time for a French company, and then I just got. Uh, bored i'm saying the straight to camera yes i got bored of that <laughs> office work and i wanted to do movies and laurent uh, low right yeah i uh, was in the uk training for the stunt register mm. and he was like hey bro come to the uk we're gonna do stunts together and i just quit the job and i think two weeks later i was in the uk mm-hmm. before we continue further about the movie industry on that path so someone who also was uh, studying in university i did my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. took me about four years and then in my master's degree took me about another two and a half years so i got my mba in international business right. and then was a proper corporate rat basically sitting in the in the office so for me was i think university time was fine because i enjoyed the uh, meeting people hanging out and we had a lot of fun especially right. the first two years in university how was it uni for you uh, you studied in france in paris in france. yeah in paris right how many years did you do bachelor's Degree? Uh, I'm not very familiar about you know, like the bachelor terms in to compare with you know, yeah. like the French. Education. How did you call it? Uh, master, like uh, straight away. Yeah, 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 I mean it's after uh, university, like it's right, like it's two years later, and you just do. I did a year. No, I did three years, and I did my uh, to get my first master in marketing. Right, and then I did another year uh, for the MBA. Oh wow! Um, it is yeah. dif- it is a bit different because we always go first is the bachelor degree and bachelor's okay. degree program used to be four years now it's three years uh, right. in Europe or whatever so for you after high school you went to university which would be two years I, I, yeah I don't need, I, I do not know exactly the terminology like in mm. English but in French it's called bac plus cinq it's you know like the, the baccalaureate I don't know if it's the, na- the same name in in English and plus five years. Oh, and do five years or four years, like back to four actually, the four years that I've done. I don't know exactly how it works. No, no, no that, that's fine. So after high school, which is 12, 12 grade, right? Mm-hmm. Then you would go to uni, and how long did you study in uni? Uh, two years. Two years. I did accounting, and then you did one more year to get, and the then four, four more years. And four more years. Yeah. So six years you're studying in mm-hmm. university. Great. It's good that you can use that <laughs> uh, education now. <laughs> Um, for nothing today it's absolutely for nothing just on my taxes it's good oh really yeah because you can do your own taxes mm. that's good so anyone who is struggling with their taxes <coughs> get get in touch with uh, JP here yeah, he can rates. direct your movie and do your taxes <laughs> bonus <laughs> um, so and then in university when did it start at like do you remember the time when like something is not right something this this is you can't do and uh, for me I said like is this my life that's mm-hmm. the, that's the question I was given yeah so when did that started for you oh it was just getting uh, just boring like I couldn't focus during the the meetings mm-hmm. I was thinking about like jetly films and stuff like that right like, when I was doing a presentation I remember I was one day I was you know, at the board telling people about the sales and everything and I I saw jetly in my mind and I just lost my train of thought and I was like this, they, they look at me like and I was thinking about once upon a time in China. I'm like, what is going on with me? Like, I have a, 
It was like disrupted. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. And it kept being like this the whole time. And I got bored at work. I'm not saying it's bad, okay, office work. I'm just saying it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But you know what? You should say it's bad office work because it is bad. Well, if people like it, no, listen, I'm not judging people. Listen, just as saying... more we study, as more we understand, people should not be crapped in those fucking cubicles. Eight to five every Agree. day. And and if you Agree. and if we talk about like, you know, I don't want to judge anyone either. But the thing is, if we percentage wise, if we do ask and say, honestly, do you want to be in that cubicle from that time to that time to do uh, reports or whatever, which, you know, that doesn't really count or whatever. 80% going to say no. But you know what they're going to say? I need to pay my bills. And that's yeah. and that's the scariest part. And this is what I wanted always to. You know what? I don't want to have in my life. To lead my life by because I need to pay my bills. Yeah, but I was exactly in that in that way of thinking. You know, like uh, that's why I stayed there like that long. Mm. It took me years to actually go. You know what? I'm going to do something else. I'm going to mm. leave the the safety net and I'm just going to try something. You know, like especially when you start, it's so difficult. You know, doing stunts in the UK. Yeah. Especially when you're not in stunt register like myself. Um, but I had to do it because it was affecting my mental health. Mm. Like. I can fake it as much as I can to work at the office, yeah. you know, and at some point I just wasn't there. I wasn't happy to go to work. It wasn't even about movies. It was just about that specific work. I yeah. couldn't go forward. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. And I'm, I'm always thinking the fact that you're only young once. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well do the stuff and then, you know, like see how it works and then you try. Yeah. And then if it fails, it fails. If you, you know. Kudos, man. Like, uh, and, you know, I know exactly how it feels and how mm. it was for me as well. Like, I got my master's degree. I started working in this company, whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I dropped everything. And I moved to Canada to do door-to-door sales from house to house mm-hmm. with other, like, uh, high school dropouts or something. Right. It's just didn't make sense. But I knew whatever I was doing in Latvia, it just didn't make sense. Right. I need to get the fuck out. And, um, okay. And um, so you were doing martial arts also from what age? Uh, so I had six, I did that for two years. Mm-hmm. And then I was living in Lyon, like uh, in the southeast of France. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Paris. Mm-hmm. Then started uh, Hapkido and Capoeira, mm-hmm. and the gymnastic stuff also. Yeah, because your style is very tricky, tricky stuff, right? So when did uh, the tricking start? When did the need to uh, do a super spin kick and flip and stuff? When did that get in? 2001 was the first time um, American performers, I talk about sports karate, mm. like the trickers, right? But right, doing right. the kata right. uh, on, on music. <clears throat> they came to France 2001. They made a show. Uh, one of them was John Valley Rises, a very famous stunt coordinator today. Uh, the stunt code that we had on um, Aquaman 2. Mm. So when I met him, it was like full circle. Oh, that's I talked so to him cool. and I said, thank you so much. I'm so happy to meet you. How many years later that's? 20 years. 20 like years 2021, later. 2021, yeah. And met him 2001. And he wow. obviously didn't know me, but I'm a big fan of, of his. Uh, turn yeah, this look at the kick, look at the kick, ready? Spinning hook, side swipe. Look how clean it was. Wow. Um, not like not like a gym floor. It's proper like the tatami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't cheat the jump. This is proper uh, technique. And the, the 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 him himself, the guy, where is he? Is in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. Like, yeah. look, look at that here. And now he's going. Wow. It's just the I way, don't even know what the hell that is. It was like um, a one leg, you know, the double leg, but just one leg. And where where are these guys from? Uh, they're from California. California. Yeah. yeah. So and that's also like kind of beginning of XMA, isn't it? Uh, for friends, yes. XMA was here like. Uh, in the 90s yeah. so they were champions you know like uh, they came to to France and they showed it to us 
<clears throat> and that was the first time I've ever seen all this movie we're watching right now. I've never watched that before. Wow. And so, and these guys, they even though they're from from states, but they originally what are they? Uh, Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. And Filipinos are amazing dancers as well. Like they're just amazing movers. Right. Have yeah. you ever seen like a world championships and uh, with dancing? Like Filipino break dancing is insane. Right. No, I've never never watched it. Oh, so because I mean, like one of the um, big advantages because Filipinos are usually quite short, so they can you know it's it's easier for a smaller person to do tricking than for right. a bigger person. You know, that's just physics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like Filipino kind of uh, culture comes from like uh, stuff when they had to fight quite a lot and then they just physically got better. I don't know. What mm. is that? Because I know where the Karambit comes from and uh, Kali and uh, and Silat. That right. comes from what country? Indonesia. Indonesia. Is it? I think so. I'm not sure if it's Indonesia. Though. It's uh, traditionally practiced in Brunei, Indonesia. Malaysia, Singapore. So it is Indonesia as well. Mm. That's really crazy because Indonesians like, um, yeah, even in Bali, I was even trying to find uh, Silat gym and stuff. Right. So because you, you couldn't find. But the thing is like Bali is very different. Like they have right. a very different uh, type of um, culture and it's, uh, it's a, it's, Balinese people are very different from Indonesian people. Mm. Yeah, that's, there's a huge difference. Okay, right. anyways, so Silat then does, because one of the reasons they start doing Silat, which is like with Karambit, as you know, like this nasty like cuts and all the openings, because they were like rebelling against the authorities and mm-hmm. stuff and they have also a lot of wars going on through, the, through their, uh, similar like in Brazil when they would do Capoeira, that was like, as they, they were slaves, but they were hiding. It's were not hiding really it, martial yeah. art. It was like a dance. dance. Yeah. Um, mm. um, I'm not sure it's similar, but um, yeah. Anyways, so got a bit sidetracked there. That's all right. Then, uh, okay, so uh, once again, what was the guy's name? Uh, John Valera. John? It's his team here. Yeah, team John Valera. Valera. Yeah. He's a stunt coordinator today. Right, now. Amazing guy. Amazing and guy. where is he based? Uh, in LA, I think. In LA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, I met him like twenty years later on the show, and I, I was like, you know, I'm so I'm so honored to be mm-hmm. with you. I'm not, I'm not saying that to be nice, you know, try to you know like yeah, yeah. I was just really like finally I finally meet you, and that thanks to you, everything led to that moment. Yeah, when I yeah. shake your hand. Um, well, that's something like if I do get that job with Van Damme, I would be saying uh, sim- same, very yeah, similar exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and whatever, whatever it's like, uh, you know, whatever the press says or whatever the how what things they've been going through as a celebrities and all that. That's I don't care about that. Yeah, but they, you know, when they were younger, like some like uh, Van Damme, he went to LA. He had a dream. He had a dream to be mm. in the movies. Yeah, 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 and so many people can relate it. And it's funny that again, I'm mentioning Jess uh, Lodan. How do you, you say his last name? And uh, Jess saying was saying that uh, Van Damme was the only person he can relate to. Mm. Because he was also from similar upbringings, for right. similar like place, he also spoke the same language, mm. and uh, that's incredible. And we, it's it's so great that we have people who can inspire us. Yeah, yeah. And now, who do we have to inspire us? Some TikTok stars. <laughs> I'm very old school, so for me, it's these guys and whatever I see now, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit of tragedy. Um, okay, so and for you also getting into martial arts, what was the reason? Uh, my brother was getting bullied like at school. Wow. Yeah, he came back and uh, he was like, you know, like bleeding from the nose. And my father was like, okay, you guys going to martial arts because my father was a martial artist. Oh, right. What, what did he do? Uh, Hapkido. Hapkido. Yeah. 
and then um, yeah, that's how we got into karate. What's uh, what is it if you would uh, describe hapkido? How uh, what is it? Uh, Self defense. Self defense. Korean. What kind Korea. of strikes is it? Is it? Um, I mean, there's a lot of kicks, but the kicks are for more like you know, like just to be athletic. Mm -hmm. You know, like they even the, the the teachers they know that this is not to use in fights. There's no you know? practical application for exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. It's okay. just for you to be able to do this move so you're more capable to do any kind of move. Right. If you fall on the ground, it's easier to stand up, whatever, like just to make you mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. more athletic, yeah. Um, but a lot of locks, you know, like the wrist lock. Um, Which is Aikido. So Hapkido, Aikido, so there's uh, similarities. Kind of. Like in terms of some of the, the wrist lock. Right. And the full, like the full, everything's pretty much like judo. Oh, okay. Um, and also, of course, like you know, the Aikido, like the way they uh, they do the wrist lock and how you fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judo throws and uh, stuff like this. I shouldn't say judo throws because Hapkido is Korean, so they don't want to. You know, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying that because it's clear to explain. Yeah. yeah. Um, like defense against knife stuff mm -hmm. like that. They also know that they, like, if there's you fight with a knife, you just have to run. Yeah. But yeah. They still teach you like you know worst case scenario. Like because you know. Aikido was designed mainly for samurai fighters, so right. Aikido was in order to disarm someone if you don't have a sword and someone attacks you with a sword. As right. I understand, that was the kind of the basics. And also like Aikido, Hapkido, how would you say, what is the main difference between those two? Um, I don't know if it's a big difference, but I know culturally like Aikido is Japanese and Hapkido is Korean. Right. So I guess it's different use in terms of that time. Mm. You know, like, um, main difference is that Hapkido has more strike. Like right. has strikes actually. The Aikido doesn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In Hapkido, they still teach you how to punch, how to do elbows and kicks, mm -hmm. and then they, then then I would say seventy percent of the the other the teachings and the knowledge is um, throws. Okay. Know, like, uh, do we know who are the like the biggest action uh, stars who use Hapkido? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Mm. Well, That's it, why I wanted to do the Hapkido, mm. because if you look at Jackie's kicks, uh, people. Think or assume that the, the kicks, the way he kicks is kung fu. It's not. If you mm. look at Jackie's kick, I talk about you know, like a poly story stuff like this. All hapkido, mm. and he did hapkido for ten years, something like this, with a Samo Hong. Yeah. So that's why their kicks are all spinning, uh, jumping back. Uh, you know, like jumping back kick, uh, yeah. spinning kicks, uh, back sweeps, uh, stuff like that. It's all from hapkido. So Jackie took the best of you know, oh. like what looks cool on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew about this, you know, like way before I did hapkido, and I was oh, I want to do like Jackie. Did you study much uh, Jackie's uh, past and Jackie's uh, kind of biography? Uh, I kind of know some stuff. Mm. I didn't check lately. But, so um, I, I read his biography a while ago. I mean, like the, the whole idea that his parents just left him with, the, um, with that uh, theater school yeah. when he was nine years old. Right. Yeah. And then one of the things he said every day they would have to do, do one hour handstands. Yeah. Things like that. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to also hear your opinion and, uh, well, it was mentioned in the book. It, that uh, when he start uh, getting into stunts, very often you go on a set and there's like these stunt guys are lined up and they're like, who's going to do this? And right. pe people are like, whether they're afraid, whatever. And then you always have to be the yes man. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they literally someone just breaks their leg or even dies in front of you. And they're okay, who wants to try it? Mm -hmm. And then Jackie would be one of those who like, fuck it, I would just do it. Mm -hmm. And that's how you kind of make it, you know, if you don't, don't get broken. Yeah, but... Um yeah, it's funny because I watched uh, Enter the Dragon two days ago oh. for the, the 50 year anniversary. Yeah. And only a few people recognize Jackie. So Bruce Lee grabs a guy like this. Mm -hmm. and it's actually Jackie. People are like, oh, it's Jackie. And you can tell that, you know, just looking at his career, like he has to, he wanted to shine, you know, like, so that's why he's always go, I want to do it. I want to mm -hmm. do it just to prove that he could do it. And also, 
obviously one of the best performers of all right, time. Right. You know, like it's Jackie, right? Yeah. So I guess it's. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the only way to to uh, succeed, to be there and to be. Yes, I will do yeah, it. Yes, do it I will and try show it. it. And then you 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 can do it. Anybody else like they can't do it, so you're doing it and you yeah. do it well. People are like, okay, next job. Can you please come forward? Yeah. I think that's Harry's high reward, kind of. Uh, yeah, mentality. well, especially in his career, it's just insane. Not yeah, even exactly. talking about all the injuries he's got yeah. through the time. Probably the craziest one was, uh, I forgot what's the title of the film, where he was jumping on a tree and then, uh, like, falling through, and he uh, yeah. uh, he fractured it. his skull, basically, yeah. opened it, and uh, they took him to uh, hospital. Armor of God, the first yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy, man. It stunts to it. And then he was back on the set, like, what, a couple, like, shortly yeah. afterwards? That's it. I mean... <laughs> That's Jackie, yeah. That's yeah. the mentality. There's nothing to say about him. People know him. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a legend. You want to get there's nothing. Cool. Okay, so your biggest inspirations at the time. Okay, so you started because of the self defense. I actually started also self defense. I got mm -hmm. uh, punched in the face. My tooth got knocked out, and I said. Uh, and then, like a couple of weeks later, in my little town, the karate came up, like right. shot a can. And I was like, I'm going, going there. Karate kid, let's and go. The, yeah, and the best part was like I said, like a year, two years later, fuck, like this guy, because he was my classmate. And uh, only year, yeah, only years later. I mean, I was so thankful that he taught me that lesson because I, I had a big mouth. Oh. So he he came from like quite shitty family, and it was not his fault that he was dirty and stinky and right. all that stuff. And uh, I was like saying those, calling those things out, and he just came over and punched me right in the face, <laughs> not, right, and and, and knocked knocked the tooth out. But it was a uh, it was. Uh, what they call the milk tooth or the baby tooth. Right. Yeah, so it's not like... So I, I got a new one, um, I don't know, a month later. Um, but yes, I started, uh, that's how I got into mm. it. And then only years later, you realize it's... Okay, maybe that's self-defense, but mainly there's so many other things you learn from martial arts and so many other challenges. And, uh, and I don't know how it was for you, and I'm pretty sure it was similar that uh, your teacher would never say, like, oh, use this, uh, you know... I don't know, like even in defense, they would say like, if that's the last resort, there's nothing else you can do, yeah. then use your martial arts. But Yeah. It's basically know how to do it, but don't use it. Yeah. I think I used a judo throw once in 10 years. Yeah. What, in the, the fight? Yeah, but like, you know, like someone just like pushing me and stuff. I said, uh, can you please stop? And then just, boom. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it works. <laughs> like, <you're> like, it <laughs> works. Body mechanics, it works. But that's the only time. You know, like, uh, I was like, I had only... Do you know how many fights did you get in? Uh, it's not a fight. I, I just run away. Oh, the yeah. guy had a knife. So basically, oh, shit. he just yeah. talked to... And I was in the UK. Fuck. I was with two friends. Um, to be honest, we were like, we all had some drinks, right? Yeah. So at the same time, you can't really, you know. Mm -hmm. It was at a Swiss cottage, you know, near that station. Yeah, yeah. And we're just going home, I guess, three of us. And then you have three teenagers behind us with a... Like, the knife was like this, the kitchen knife, you know. And it was like, uh, hey, hey, as soon as I heard their voices, it was like 11 p.m. And I yeah. was like, there we go. And I look back, and you, know, you see three teenagers, and one of them is showing the knife. You don't want that in your stomach, right? And I said, nope. And I was like, what I learned in Hapkido, talk to them. Talk to them like they're, they're your friends. I mm. was like, oh, it's okay, bro. What do you want? Your phone. Okay. This is my phone. Guys, give the phone. And we give the phone. Wallet. All right. And I did something very funny at the time. So my friend gave their wallet. It was a couple. And I gave mine, and I said... I need the credit card, so I'm going to give it to you, I'm going, and you're going to give me the credit card, yeah? You're, you're right, brother. Are we good? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, because I think I, I confused him 
by how relaxed I was. I wasn't like, not like freaking out at all. I yeah, was just yeah. like, I need the card, so you're gonna give me the card. You can take the rest. It's fine, brother. Okay, can we do that? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. God, I, I, I couldn't believe myself. I was like, he's really stupid. Like, no, I'm taking the card. Thank you. You're gonna go your way. Are we good? We're good, right? You guys wanted the, the, the money. Uh -huh. That's it. There we go. I was like, yeah, okay, we're good, brother. You call me brother. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, brother, we're good. Okay, we're gonna go separate ways. Are we good? And then next day, um, I'm sure I can you can even find it online. Like they stabbed people. So it was in the, it was like in in the, in the news. I think they Jeez did that to seven Christ. people and they stabbed one. But at the same time, you know, like you can't play Bruce Lee. People have a knife. No, yeah, no even even with no friends, you just go like, okay, just talk to them. You don't want to go any further. There you go. So I'm, I know I'm feeding the stereotype of the knife attack in the, in yeah. London, but I, I lived one. And there was no, there was it's a non-fight. It was just like this, you know, like, and I talk about, you know, like some other stuff. Yeah, I got beaten up uh, when I was a teenager, but it's not like, um, it wasn't something memorable. Like it wasn't mm. like a, people come and they punch your face and, you know, yeah. that's it. No, but that, that uh, knife, knife attack, it's, uh, and, uh, Errol, uh, who was a uh, guest before you, he mentioned like he got mugged like three or four times. Like the the, the one Jeez. when we worked yes uh, last year on The Witcher, he literally would say like, oh, just recently someone attacked me while I was on a bike. So he's on a motorbike and someone's like, and he did the TKD kicks and their helmets and shit. Like he oh, shit. did proper action. Right. And I was like, fuck, because he like, so, you know, he's been there, he's seen it, mm. like that happened. With me, uh, you know, uh, knock the wood. Um, I've been lucky. Uh, I lived also in East London, whatever, like would be around these areas and stuff. I never like right. seen, experienced stuff like that. But as you say, like if you have that that situation when they pull out the knife or whatever, and what do you do? Because I, in my head, mm. I think I would, uh, yeah, if it's three guys, like there's no point. There's... You know, you. I would say like if it's one one on one, and if the guy pulls out knife, I would just try to maybe like do like a quick push kick and mm -hmm. just then fuck off. And if yeah. I get him on the floor, then your teeth gonna be out. Yeah. You know, like to that point because mm -hmm. there's so many parts of my body think like this is so fucking wrong that you can just go and do that to other human yeah. being. That's awful. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it's like you need to learn a lesson. And there's mm -hmm. so many like parts of me think like you're your parents should be smacked first, mm -hmm. you know, your upbringing, the way, mm -hmm. and, and a lot, but a lot of those kids don't even have pet parents or they don't even have proper house. Yeah. And then when you start thinking of like, what, where do they come from? What was their upbringing? Is their fault? Is their fault the way they are? Mm -hmm. And it could be me, easily me, who is there on the street doing the same thing yeah, yeah. if I would have a different circumstances. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a big thing, but I, I, yeah, I would definitely run away. And nowadays also run away or give the wallet, but, what do you have in your wallet? And you were like, that, that's the whole thing. You know, that's the whole thing. I was literally, a couple of days ago, I lost my wallet. I couldn't find it. I was losing my right. shit. But then I realized, what the hell I have? The only thing what I wanted to, there was a driving license. But even driving license, you can pay 30 pounds and you can get like right. the new one. Mm -hmm. And the credit cards or whatever, you just cancel them on your phone or whatever. Yeah. So it, those things are not valuable. And I think in general, we shouldn't be carrying anything like super valuable, mm -hmm. any chains or any of that shit. It's just bullshit. Okay. But yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I don't wear any jewelry. I used to have like earrings and stuff, and then actually one of my earrings got ripped out by my karate coach. So I came in, I will, I forgot to take really? it out. Yeah, he was like, "Come here," and just ripped it out. Oh, wow! Okay. Yeah, proper Russian, the uh, Russian quality. Damn. Yeah. So you're bleeding I, and shit. Yeah, and since, I, but I was like, "Fuck this! I don't, need, I don't need to deal with this shit." <laughs> yeah, learned the lesson. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 
Okay, and then uh, start martial arts, and uh, and then did did you ever thought about actually comp so did you compete as well in like hapkido? Did you guys had competitions? We did. I think I did uh, twice. Went to uh, Newcastle. We came to to the UK. Oh right. Uh, I lost to my brother. <laughs> so we we compete. So I have an older brother. So it's just a year difference. Yeah. Uh, and he's a better kicker than than me in, in um, even martial artists. And we always compete like uh, you know like Street Fighter Ryu and Ken. We have the same competition, and we oh, go right. to the tournament. We were very arrogant at that time. We didn't look at anybody else. We just look at each other. I'm going to beat you. No, that was the competition. Oh, wow. And I was very cocky at that time. I thought it was 2001. Um, the kicking competition, right? I wanted to have the gold medal. I think it was a European Hapkido co uh, competition. And then you only put three, like a kicking pad, right? Mm -hmm. So you do spin hook kick, back sweep, and jumping spinning kick. Mm -hmm. And I show off. I took the guy hand and I was done like for the spinning kick. I lifted so high because I knew I could do it. And look at my brother, like, look at this. My brother was smiling. I was like, okay, you want to show off in front of everybody? I was like, okay, do the kick, the jumping kick. I fall on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like a piece of shit. I fall on the ground. And I was like this. Wait, wait, where does the. Oh, yeah. Is that what happened? Exactly. <laughs> and my brother looked at me and he smiles. And then he goes next. And looking at me, not even looking at, at the guy. Exactly that same hand, and he goes, lower. I was like, oh, are you serious? And he did three kicks, the laziest we have ever seen, but it was clean, and he won gold. Oh, no. And I was <laughs> like... And then I think I, I won for... Um, uh, there was a category of a falls, so judo falls. Mm -hmm. And you had to jump over... Uh, um, I think it was someone six foot. I have to jump over a six-foot guy and mm -hmm. do a judo, judo roll over him. Yeah. And I won this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you jumped over someone who is the, your, the, your height, so it's, I don't think yeah. it's a big thing. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but it ruined my back like crazy. Oh, no. But it's fine, it's fine. I use actually this kind of technique for, yeah. um, for stunts. Not yeah. ruining my back, but... Uh, yeah, because also for the, for the listeners who don't know much about stunt industry, like uh, one of the martial arts which is considered to be one of the best ones for stunts is judo. Mm -hmm. Judo, um, Aikido, because you know how to, you learn how to fall. Yeah. And one of the biggest things in stunts we do need to learn how to fall. Yeah. So... That's why also I because I I did karate, taekwondo, and then afterwards kickboxing and other stuff. But uh, I did judo for to qualify for stunts, and right. I really enjoyed it. So mm -hmm. it was uh, it was a good thing. Yeah, it's the best for stunts for sure. Yeah, um, I think in my opinion, um, best stuff for stunts is kickboxing because mm -hmm. it's kicks and 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 boxing or or you you can punch. Yeah. But then definitely like to learn stuff like falling and judo. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Because you don't really learn like anywhere else in terms of uh, sports, you know. Like, yeah. So judo is really the best, and you are kickboxing for reactions. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. True. 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 Um, okay, let's have a little break. Yeah. Let's have a little break. Yeah. And we back. Look at that thing. You have like everything there. Yeah. On yeah. A little table and the See? boss shows shows the cup. Show us the cup. Not that one. The other one, with the name. Look, the boss. Um, Zebas, well, let's talk about you making movies and stuff, you know, how is the, um, I guess the journey to, from the, uh, idea of like, okay, I want to do, I want to be a director. I want to write my own stuff. When did that start uh, happening? Because, uh, eventually in the beginning you got into film industry as one wanting to be an actor. No. Or as a stunt performer. Yes. No, actually, from the very beginning. Yeah. So what made me wanted 
let you go direct is uh, Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight Rises. I yeah. know it's not the best, but the ending of that film, but I watched in Cambodia before joining, before coming to the UK. I watched the movie seven times just mm -hmm. because that ending was just fantastic. And mm -hmm. I was like, damn, you know, that level of, of directing is just fantastic. I, I would love to try this. Come to the UK, become a stuntman. That's my way in. Mm, mm, I started mm. as an extra, like, like you know, like like most people. I came yeah, to yeah. UK. I just knew Laurent. I knew no one else. I was like, where do we start? Gotta start as with casting collective, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then I knew that if I do what I do best, which is martial arts, mm -hmm. you know, as a stuntman, then I need those credits, so I would get maybe in the position one day to to do what I really wanted to do, which mm -hmm. is to direct from day one. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking all these jobs, acting stuff. Uh, so I can get a bigger portfolio. Yeah, it's like a stepping stone. Exactly, so, yeah. Mm. And that led to all the frustration that I had with all the movies that I made. I talk about the feature films. Um, to me, doing speed dating, that's the accumulation of the frustration. I was like, okay, no more. Yeah, JP's uh, not talking about the actual speed dating. He's talking about his short film. His short film speed dating. It's <laughs> just like, can you imagine? Like, I got so tired, I went to speed dating. Well. Oh, it was the speed dating was so tough. Uh, tough yeah. time in my life. So that's a short film you had. Uh, yeah, it was just like um, that. That's the reason why I came. I came here to, to, mm. to direct. So from very beginning, you knew that you want to get into directing, mm -hmm. and then you knew that this these are stepping stones, and these are things you have to done. Because I remember, like when I I was just even training for the register, and you said you should not train for register. <laughs> you Renard, you're so good. You should just go and be Van Damme. Well, I didn't know <laughs> how it worked. I mean, obviously yeah, today yeah, yeah. we know, and I would encourage people to train for the register if they want to become like a British. Uh, like a working uh, stuntman in the yeah. UK, of course. Um, yeah, of course, my understanding of things before was not as good yeah, as today. Yeah. But um, that's also the reason why I didn't go for it. First, because it was expensive for me at that time. Mm. And um, I I knew that... We, I talked with Laurent about this. So, Laurent, I know Laurent. So, he went for the BSR and he was training for to become a stuntman uh, for the register. And I was like, I don't have the resources to do that. I'm going to mm -hmm. take the other way. So we took two different paths, but we still worked together every time we could. Mm -hmm. That's why we did jailbreak together in all these films um, until today. But I would say going for the register was, was great if you want to become a full-time stuntman, uh, which I wanted to be. Like I wanted to do this for a while, you know, get the funding, get the money, resources, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just do something, you know, like a little more creative. Because you can create fight scenes, it's good. But now I really want to create stories, you know, like mm. um, storytelling in, in itself, not mm -hmm. just the fight. So Laurent, uh, we're going to show him. He's right here. Laurent, everyone. Um, I know Laurent is, uh, again, from Eastland Gymnastics. Uh, amazing kicker, super lovely guy. And uh, we kind of, he got on the register just before me. Mm -hmm. I remember he was struggling with uh, parallel bars and doing handstand on parallel bars. Right. Uh, Lahore is a pretty big boy and, and, you know, as bigger you are, as tougher is to hold, hold, do the handstands, all that shit. Um, but he was just like, I remember he would go with the, do the test again and again and again, and eventually he got it and mm. he passed it. Um, yeah, super cool dude. Uh, his background was, uh, TKD, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Taekwondo yeah. and Kung Fu. Yeah, <clears throat> and Kung Fu as well, right? Yeah. And then, um, so you guys together start doing these projects. Uh, I remember like the, the fighting, different fighting videos. And there was a, quite a lot of stuff you've done together. Yeah. Uh, we met 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we're all doing tricking, you know, like in, in France with uh, Anish Sherfa, like all these people. Yeah. And, uh, but that was very close to Laurent. I w we were in the same tricking team at, at some point. Um, and he was into filmmaking from like 
very early, like 2007, we mm -hmm. started to do some fight stuff. That's not online, but I think I can see you the footage. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Like pretty rookie and trying to do some uh, fight choreography. Uh, but he was into it way more than, than I was. Mm -hmm. And I was actually following him. He was the leader of the team at the time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and then the... Um, so now I'm thinking now, what was the first... first? So the speed dating was the first one you actually directed. With a proper crew. The, with the proper crew and yeah. everything like that. But before that, what are the other ones you um, co-directed or directed together, or created together with Le Hall? Uh, what are those? Uh, we did one called uh, The Division. Yeah. So we did this one with uh, just a DOP, Sam Walker. And, but no, it was just a DOP and just us. It mm -hmm. wasn't, no, no Spark yeah. or Gaffer, there was nothing. That's why I said that Speed Dating is my first real short film with a crew. Right, right, right. Uh, but actually it's my second. The first is uh, The Division. And the other stuff we've done before, we were not directing. Like we were fighting on screen most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one called Dead End. The director is Colleen Emerson, a very good friend of mine. And this is where we uh, slowly wanted to do like a, more than just uh, being stuntman. Like mm -hmm. being, we call it the action actor, which is a very stupid term, but it's just more acting yeah, yeah, yeah. and fight. And is that a stupid term to say action actor? I think it's kind of kind of self-explanatory though. You're still going to be a very good actor, but you do do your kicks and, and stuff. No, no, I, I understand like the, the terminology and it's very clear. Action actor is doing action for action film. But we don't say horror actor. Oh, oh. <laughs> do you see what I mean? Like, why do we just take for action? Yeah, I think yeah. an actor is an actor. And if he has good skill for martial art, then okay, you can just say it. But that, if you take the other genre, you don't say he's a horror actor. No, right, actor. right, right. It's, it's, very, it's not important. It's just like a... It's funny that they don't don't say porn actor either. They say porn oh, star. Oh, actually, did... Yeah, okay. I'm wrong. So <laughs> can I'll, you be action star? You can be action star. No, it's true. Uh, <laughs> because they do call them porn actor, right? <laughs> I, I think they're called porn I star. Was <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Whatever I just said, just don't don't listen to it. It's true. They do say po uh, porn star. Okay, so there's uh, quite a lot of projects, but uh, I think that one of the biggest ones, uh, which I remember very well, is the Jailbreak. Mm. And Jailbreak, it's uh, how many, how long ago now? Six years ago. Six years already. Six years ago, yeah, we shot that. And then how did that all start? You got approached, someone saw yeah. you. What happened there? So... I'm going back in time. So I'm yeah. I was in Cambodia working in pharmaceuticals like a month before I quit my job. And I meet a photographer. His name is Loy, Loite. Mm -hmm. And he's a photographer for, you know, like those nightclubs, you know, events, you know, like mm -hmm. nightlife, stuff like this. And then we met and we became friends because he is half, um, is French Cambodian. So we could speak French. Yeah. One I, thing we didn't really mention. So um, just go a little bit back. You're so your mom and dad. So your dad is from where? My dad is Chinese and Cambodian. And my mom so is he's half, half. Yeah. Okay. And then your mom is Cambodian. Mm -hmm. So you mainly, you have 75% of Cambodian yeah. DNA and yeah. then some Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just to clarify that one. And I, under I understand Cambodian, but I can't speak. Oh, it's a shame. That's always good. <laughs> um, but you know that they can't talk shit behind your back, so... Yeah, exactly. I can understand or everything they say, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, so we met and then he wanted to be a film producer. And mm. I was like, you know what, I'm going to leave Cambodia. Try to become a stuntman in the UK. And we actually shook hands. Wow. One day, we're going to make a movie together. Shit. Yeah, it was this. Well, I remember I was sitting like in the afternoon at the river, looking at the sky. We're like, okay, I'm going to leave soon. So, brother, maybe you can wow. make that happen. Um. And then I went to the UK, did my stuff, and three years later, after Doctor Strange won, uh, I got a phone call from him. By the way, I'm a producer. We didn't talk for years. 
like in between. Wow. Like the, the, the timing was crazy. And he said, I'm trying to make a very small action film in Cambodia. Would you like to join? And I was like, okay. It was, I was just three years in the game. Yeah. I, was, I'm still, I was still a rookie at that time. I didn't understand anything that, that was happening. I just said yes. So mm. right after Doctor Strange, two weeks later, I'm in Cambodia. We're, um, I meet the director, Jimmy Anderson, an Italian director who lives in Cambodia. And he's, oh, I have a, an idea of making a prison movie, fight stuff in mm. Cambodia. And the movie's going to stay there. I'm like, okay. Because if the script is not good, it's fine. It's only for, you know, the Cambodian audience. Yeah, that's yeah. what they said to me. They were like, they broke, they cut so much of the content of the, the, the initial script that I look like, I was like, my character is just a tourist. Like before my, my dad was being murdered by someone, that's why I came to Cambodia to find more about him. No, 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 screw this. Mm-hmm. It's for Cambodia, so you come here and you, you can fight people. I was mad. I was like, okay. So I, at some point I just, you know, like gave up. I'm like, okay, that's the script. Okay. They cut all the backstory for all the actors who are just going to fight people in the prison. And I was like, it's fine. Nobody's going to watch it. Anyway, we shoot the movie. The movie is uh, absolutely like the hardest, even today, the hardest movie experience I had in my whole career. It was just uh, like a, a guy alone going to Cambodia where there's no, it's not like a running film industry. They don't shoot movies over there. They shoot mm-hmm. TV stuff, but it's like, it's not good. Okay. They don't do action films. The only, the only action movie they did was with the same director, but a few years before. And obviously, you can tell it's very much independent. You know, like, a, um, it's called Hanuman. Hanuman, that sounds Hanuman. familiar. Yeah. The, what does that mean? Um, the demon, uh, the king, the monkey king. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I know this because I was hosting uh, a New Year's party in fucking Bali. And one cool. of the, the, there was the whole, basically it was a very fancy uh, a hotel slash restaurant right. and they were celebrating the Hanuman and the the, the, the guy dressed up as a monkey, monkey right. was doing the, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck do yeah. I know this? So the Cambodia, they also have this, so they yeah, made a yeah. film based on this, so it's like a superhero. I know so that's weird. wicked, you know, like the movie is cool, <laughs> but it's still like independent film in Cambodia. So there's no, there's no action film over there, they don't do whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you go almost on a virgin um, you know, like territory. Right, right, right. I arrived there and they said, okay. So you took that virginity. <laughs> so, well, well done. Can I, I mean, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going there, I'm asking to have an assistant. They can't. And I said, can I bring someone from Thailand? No, 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 we cannot. I was like, okay. Did so. you ask for some protection since you're going to take the virginity? <laughs> <laughs> I brought some pads. So, does that work? <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, so like basically, you had to start from nothing. You know, mm-hmm. like you find extras and you train them. Every weekend, people come in. Like it's like a Brucey story. Like people Shit. come at the gym. They didn't pay for the gym. People come in. We all sweaty. There's no AC or whatever. In Cambodia, what city were you guys in? Uh, Phnom Penh, the the capital. Oh, the, in the actual capital. Yeah, and then people keep coming, and I, every weekend I'm like, we shouldn't do the movie. We should stop. We should. And I, I, I raised my concern after week number three, and I was like, I appreciate people coming and you know like want to help, but they're all. They're not martial artists. The team of martial artists that we had was from the other lead actor, right? Yeah. And I talk about seven good martial artists. I talk about Muay Thai kind of thing, right? The, the martial art of this is called Bukatao. Yeah. And these seven people are the best. The rest, and you're trying to make a film in a fight in a prison involving a lot of people. And I'm like, after these seven guys, we cannot recycle them as that, you know, that at some point we're going to run out of people. Mm. And the people that you bring to me, they don't do fitness. They punch like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay. And I trained them. And I tell the producer and director at some point, I said, I think we should not do it. 
I think we should just, you know, we should stop. There's no point. I mean, and they were they were laughing. He said, no, keep, carry on, carry on. And then I think at the end, there were like 80 people, a lot. And I turned them like alone. You have no megaphone. I have to sh yeah, shout with my hands like this. Oh, Put them God. in line. And there's videos of us online and you can find us like training, you know. But I was motivated, but at the same time, I was depressed. I was like, I was really asking them, it's not going to be out for Cambodia, right? Mm. It was that bad, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I respect whatever happens. Uh, but as a filmmaker, as a martial artist and doing fight stuff, I'm like, you're doing fight stuff. We're trying to create a new style with extras. That doesn't work like this in any countries. That's insane. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't work. So that's why I was like, you might as well don't do it and do something else. And then I was very much um, impressed by some of the people who came in. There was even girls. There's no girls in the field, but still come and train. I'm like, okay, we train training for nothing, but okay. And then this, and I asked them, why are you guys coming? And they were like, one of them said, oh, we're so proud. It's the first film like this for our country. And when mm. he said that, I was like, oh, mm. right. Mm. Like, yeah, I should just, you know, humble a little more and just mm. see how it goes. But still. Because the problem is like you comparing it like with all the other experiences when he had in UK and whatever, or even just the watching the movies you liked and you liked the, the, the quality there. And all of a sudden you thought, oh, this is my opportunity to create something cool. But yeah. then it's like, what the hell I'm working here with? Exactly. With all due respect to their skills, there was not skills yeah. enough to, you know, as as you know, like as friendly or whatever way you yeah, you, 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 you can put it. This you can't you can't just do it. And still, at that time, you still thought it's just for them, right? You yes. still didn't think it's gonna go. It, it's for Cambodia, and then our neighbors are Thai people. They have Ong Bak. Yeah, you're like you can't you can't, that, that, that's what I meant by yeah. you have the raid. Yeah. You can you cannot you cannot just make a film with these guys next to you and be like, yo, it's better if we stop because we cannot go even close to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. have the money. The budget was was terrible. Anyway, we train, whatever happens, we do the shoot. Um I bring my bag uh, of pads, like yeah. extra like full of G forms and stuff like this. So to tell you how difficult it was to start the film, we changed the genre of the movie as we sh as we were shooting. Mm -hmm. We never do this in any film. It's like, I'm telling you, okay, we're going to make a movie very serious. And then three days later, they come on set. Oh, by the way, it's going to be a comedy. Oh, and you're like, okay, okay. And I had to stop the shoot. I remember the day I was, I was not very happy because you're changing the reason why I came to that country to make that film, mm. basically, right? They said, oh, we don't have a lot of, uh, of fighters. And that would be for Cambodia. We need to make it fun. And the movie you're watching, it was not like this. Like, I, it changed as we were like shooting. And <laughs> to be honest... It was the best decision that they made, and I was wrong. To create the comedy, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was to the best the genre. Move. It was the best decision, and I was, I, I'm learning too, right? Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do something like the raid, no, like it's something extremely violent. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, it's a comedy. You can't be, you can't go too violent. And I was fighting for that move that you just saw. Mm -hmm. And I told Jimmy, the director, I was like, can you just give me one fight? Because I prepared all the choreography based on this. It means that everything I prepare is gone. So you see my frustration even yeah, more. I'm like, okay, okay. And I said, can you keep this scene? It's going to be a crowd pleaser at festivals. Like if we go to festivals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. For any crowd, right? But I was thinking it's for Cambodia, right? And then there's fast, fast forward. We went to Fantasia. The the room was, was full of people. And then when that moment happened, the entire room like cheered. And I was like, you know, like when you know when yeah, the moment's yeah. good. So he, the only gory move uh, in that film is in that fight scene. And the rest, he was like, no more. And you're talking about the uh, that slice. Yeah, yeah the slice. Which yeah. I saw it. Okay. But it was, it, yeah, I learned a lot from, uh, from that film. So it did stay comedy. Yeah. Yeah, the comedy genre. I haven't seen it. 
No, no, it, it's not on Netflix anymore. Um, oh, really? It's, it's, it's a five-year run, I think. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, we talked about this before. You said it was a pretty crazy frustrating, and there's some other reasons. Do you want to talk about those reasons, uh, why it was quite frustrating after the release and all that? Or No, it's just that... Um, <clears throat> No, I mean it, it wasn't. It it was a good thing, you know, because I thought it was for Cambodia. Mm. Then I'm invited to um, a film festival in Udine, in Italy, a mm. beautiful film festival, my first one. And then they saw there's a surprise for you, and I, I met the producer of the raid, uh, Todd Brown, mm. and I, I learned that night that um, the movie would be on Netflix internationally for five years, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit, like you know, like I, because I. I was thinking we could have done better, mm-hmm. you know. Like uh, I was very happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, you know. Like I was, I really appreciate what happened. But it was just like, uh, if I knew, maybe I would have done things differently. Mm-hmm. Because I was really not relaxed, but I was like, okay, nobody's gonna watch it. It's it's like a homework for mm-hmm. me. And then it, it got out, and then you got very good reviews from a variety. So one of the reasons why you were afraid and you were concerned is basically this could be kind of your ticket out or a ticket to be noticed. And then um, what if people who see it, they're like, oh my God, this is not good or whatever. And that's how they're going to associate you. Like you were part of this project. Yeah. So that was the main concern. I, I think yeah. for me it would be the same thing. It, it was that fear. That, yeah, that you fear. Know, like, if you watch the film, the walls are made of, of paper. <laughs> the prison, the location that we were supposed to have was close to the airport, like yeah. the proper military base. I was so happy and it looked fantastic. And we lost the location a few days before. So we're going to a derelict element, elementary school. Yeah. And it was it was just a corridor. The movie, the, the fights are all in corridors. And that's why the movie act- buzzed because people knew how, you know, how tough it was. Mm-hmm. And you watch the film, you just smile the whole time because you can tell that the budget is just yeah. gone. They're just trying to make a film with paper like you know for, for, for walls but the, the craziest one is how do you tell the story that how the movie was filmed i mean one, one thing it shows the budget right so everyone sees that information but still do people understand that is so much different it's more difficult to film something for this amount than for this amount you know what i mean like someone who's not in film industry if you say well this movie costs 20 million and this one costs 15 million or 10 million so say like oh to me it doesn't feel like a big difference but if that certain amount of money is actually taken away from stunt budget from like some whatever budgets Mm -hmm. there there is then you like just do all i'm trying to say is like how to deliver that uh how difficult it actually was to film certain things, you know, like for certain mm. fights, like uh, on big movies, they give you two, three weeks of, uh, you know, rehearse it, put it together, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Me and you, we know how it works. Mm-hmm. But someone else would be like, oh, well, that was quite shit fight, but we only had one day to rehearse and to exactly. actually film it. The fight we did with Laurent uh, was the last day of shoot. The DOP, uh, uh, Godefroy, is a French, um, uh, it was the, one of the action director, action designer on The Witcher, I think season one or two, I could be mm. wrong, but uh, very amazing uh, camera operator. When we shot that fight at 12, lunchtime, he told us, I have to go, I'm taking the plane back to, to Paris. So I give the camera to the director and he's, and he's gone. So wow. we have to shoot the fight in like a, a day. like some, this, That's what I mean, like people have no idea how, yeah. how it was, but at the same time they don't care and that's, and that's normal. Yeah. If a movie is bad, it's bad. If a movie is good, uh, it's good. They don't care about the budget. They'd be like, okay, it works. 
That's the thing. That's the thing. Like only after the storm, you know, maybe eventually this information is going to come out, and this kind of information will come out if the movie was successful. Mm -hmm. You know, that you saw on Netflix the I, I love that TV series, the movie movies that made us. No, I didn't. You didn't see that. No. So basically, they were talking about all of these um, uh, historical and classic movies like Dirty Dancing, uh, like uh, Ghostbusters, like Home Alone. And they were talking about how they were filming them, how they created them. Like Dirty Dancing, for example, should not be in life ever. Like it was written script, sent somewhere and, and thrown away and really? thrown out by so many productions mm -hmm. and dug all the way down somewhere. Like, And this one guy who's just weirdo who goes through these scripts found it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm going to butcher the, the whole exactly the facts but he basically approached this company who was um, renting out uh, these uh, cassette tapes and stuff okay. and then they were kind of got interested and they got some money added and then whatever how they got this people interested in it but basically um, some some of these like classic classic ones like home alone had their issues oh. home alone was stopped and like we don't have a budget oh they what happened with home alone they had a different production productions changed okay. i think it was warner brothers and then end up being some someone else mm -hmm. or other way around but they basically said to everyone okay guys that's it we shut the production we don't have money blah blah and then a couple of days later or weeks later whatever they called again the entire crew saying uh okay so we have a different production we're a different company let's go back Damn. to this okay you know and it's like it's so important to tell these stories you know mm -hmm. because the appreciation is totally different but unfortunately the you know the human thing is like we're just saying oh it's shit or whatever and we don't really care yeah but that was as you said you no know, like to go back to uh how i felt at that time it was mm. just like i wish i could have done more yeah, yeah i'm yeah. very happy to have done it we have when we had the review from variety and the hollywood reporter i was thinking it was right after montreal i was in the plane with laurent and I got a message from Lloyd saying, we're going to have a review on that website, which mm. is the biggest website in the world for filmmaking, like for movies, variety. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, we're going to go, I'm going to get destroyed. Like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I said, there we go. I know we shouldn't care so much about reviews, but because it was the first one and the biggest website, the review was amazing. You know, I was, I was very proud that, oh my God, they actually liked it because they knew how mm. hard it was to, to, to make. And people praise this kind of a filmmaking. You know, we talk about Robert Rodriguez, right? Mm. Before. It's kind of the same process, you know, like the outsider trying to make a movie yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with nothing, just to be creative. I think there should be almost created another industry to have a, and I think they do that a lot more now, to create documentaries on the side straight away how the movies were created. But obviously someone who struggles already with the basic budget, there's like, oh yeah, let's uh, have another crew filming us and showing how exactly it's been done. Mm -hmm. But at least like the stats should be shown like how many takes it took to this uh, this uh, fight mm -hmm. how many takes took this acting whatever whatever like uh, what kind of performance we had that sh those stats should be there because yeah. it's really unfair when you have you know let's say John Wick you know fight uh, action and then you compare with with some other action mm -hmm. and then people who watch it they just think well John Wick is just better because it's better whatever and it is like in a way like yeah yeah, yeah but mm -hmm. you don't know the resources you yeah. don't know what's being put into that and all mm -hmm. that stuff so it's uh i think it's quite an interesting concept that it's almost like i give you ten thousand dollars you give me ten thousand dollars both of us we have exactly the same amount of money what can we create from that mm -hmm. both of us and then show the end result but the you know the movie industry someone has a billion and the other one has a couple million or whatever so yeah, but I think it still go back to the point that people just um, 
care about the end product. Yeah, you know, yeah, like well, of course. The, especially the budget. They're like, that's your problem. You know, I just, I paid to watch that movie. Yeah. It better be good. Uh, which I completely understand. It, it, it makes sense, you know, like, but it's just, uh, it is what it is. You have to deal with yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. they give you. But I completely understand that. I just uh, never thought about it. Because, like, it would be, it would be, like, makes sense to, to, to do that. And to show, like, be super transparent, like, this how much cast got paid, this how much the crew got paid, you know, versus mm. other projects where the money was way. But but director was, you can see that directors and creators were so creative and they were thinking out the, outside the box, like, oh, we're going to do this way, we're going to do that way. Uh, we're going to talk about Rodriguez later. Like, it's a very interesting uh, story how he did uh, his films mm. and um, stuff in the beginning. Um, so I think... This let's continue talking about your directed project, uh, the speed dating. Uh, you send me this, so we actually uh, we worked this year together on two different projects. Actually, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like usually, I don't really see you around. And then uh, we did together. We worked for Taylor Swift. We were in the music video. Yeah. It's lovely. Like, yeah, uh, super nice. And she was like, "Oh, she love. Um, I love action movies and stuff. So that that's good. Have yeah. you have a director who gives you space. And the DOP was great. It was yeah. from, uh, from Atomic Blonde. Yeah, no, no, no it was but cool. Good fun. Good fun. And uh, then afterwards, we worked another project. What was the title of it? Can we say it? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Not, let's not say it. Um, and uh, what did I want to say? I already forgot. That we work together on these two stuff together. Uh, oh yeah, and then uh, then you when we were in uh, Liverpool, you sent to me sent me that uh, uh, video of your short film, uh, the speed dating, and I didn't watch it then because I'm a lazy bastard. But I watched just now, and uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, thank it's, you. I, I like I like the uh, the uh, um, the storyline, everything. Um, the, the the action fight I was I was you know you usually you usually focus on negatives then on positives more That's but fine. I, it's I fine. thought it was really funny that uh, Laurent uh, comes into the kitchen and uh, he pulls out the fi- the the knife instead a gun and just shoot her um, and that's usually the case I know I know, I know. <laughs> but it was directed we need this uh, we need a knife knife fight so mm. it's gonna be knife fight <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no at that point um, I was thinking because they want to get rid of that super agent. Yeah. I don't want to make it easy. Like, as in, you want to take the pride of to take down the silver fox in that case. So I'm going to take you like this, but which is weird because it's 2v1. Yeah. Two people fighting uh, her. But at the same time, it's, yeah, I want to show that I'm better than you or whatever. But in the same time, I think these agents think about the um, efficiency and job has to be done. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go fuck around that knife? I can do it if that's the last resort. Got it, got it. You know what but I mean? But if you watch... Um and then putting that movie under the bus, but John Wick. Yeah. You see how much I was very influenced by John Wick. I love uh, John Wick, the franchise. Um, I think it's John Wick 3 with uh, Mark DeCascos. Yeah, but I mean, like. I know, I know, I know. I know what they he's would saying. just go kill a person, but they're all fan of John Wick, but they yeah, don't yeah. do it. They even help him stand up, and I thought it was super cool. Like, you no, know, they kind of keep that code of honor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah like, yeah. I'm going to take you down the right way, but there's still two people fighting him. You no, know, talking yeah. about the two villains from the raid, one and two. Yeah. Yayan and uh, Sisep. And that fight was cool. Good old Yayan and Sisep. Amazing, <laughs> you, you know, you know who it is, right? <laughs> but it sounds like some fairy tale. Yan Sisev went to the bar. <laughs> um, okay, back yeah. to the uh, speed dating. I also I really like the um, the premise. You know, the premise of like, oh, they you know talking and interacting. I like that you use some of the stand guys as well, uh, who uh, and Alex, who is an actor as well. 
Um, and uh, I haven't met Alex a long time ago. We were in, um, I will show him right here. Yeah. Uh, we met on some really weird music video where I was playing the main villain mm -hmm. and he was playing my mate, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we met. And that's how I know that he's from Australia and he's from Perth and all that stuff. Right. Um, and then afterwards I would see him and again, and he was kind of training for the Reg as well? No, no never. No, no. He, he was mainly dancing and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, but then mm -hmm. he was pursuing acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah, it, I liked that uh, the guys were used and also like they would go and fight as well. And so mm. they were playing those secret agents. That was pretty cool. Uh, because they didn't have much money to hire more people. Yeah. <laughs> also because I wanted to give them an opportunity to, to act and just... 100%. By the way, where was mine met? Uh, I don't know. Uh, go, go for it. I deserve it. Cause, yeah, no, cause you know me, I was not a tunnel of, vision yeah, thing. Yeah, not because of the, like, I wanted to shine, but you definitely could use a creepy Russian character. I did have... No, did there, was, there was a creepy role that I played. I didn't like what I've done. So you know, Oh, then you cut it up. I don't know why I didn't call you. Yeah, you could see... Just, yeah, I'm sorry. I could be yeah. just like this. Hello, my darling. No, I know, I know. I think me and you were made for each other. That would have been perfect. Bend over now. <laughs> But you know that kind of humor? I like it. You no, know, like it's. I know it sounds real, like uh, it, you know, like over the top. But that's what I wanted for this. That's yeah, why yeah. you see Michael, you know, like playing the French guy. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he's telling you, okay, I give you a choice now. It's now or never. And you see him coming back. He's, the guy is like a liar. Like I think it, it. It was really cool. And that was the approach for this. Like I didn't want to go. Uh, just for just for the fight. Okay, mm. I, you can tell it is John Wick. Like highly influenced mm. by John Wick because I like John Wick and gun stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to to surprise people. That movie is made by stunt people. But yeah, still, yeah. there's a story, like I'm trying to do something different because so many criticism for producers, mm -hmm. like I talk about established producers that I know, gave me feedback and I said, we don't trust stunt guys. Mm -hmm. The only thing we trust is Charles Tehelski, David Leach, because they're doing big films and there's a story in what they're doing. Whatever it is, the genre, yeah, whatever, yeah. okay. But they're like, oh, those ten guys just focus on the fight, and we don't, we don't care. That's yeah, why we yeah. just hire you for chor for choreography. And I was like, nope, not on this one. And uh, I wanted to create something like just turn on your TV and the scene is happening, mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, rather than just like a, a different kind of a storytelling for a short film format. No, dude, I really liked it. How long? How many days did you guys shoot this? Uh, four days. Four two, days. Two days. Dude, that's amazing. In four days to smash that? Yeah, two days for all the acting in the yeah, yeah, restaurant yeah. and two night shoots for the fact. That is really good. That is really good. And it's it's funny. I mean, like, I, I there are a lot of good things, but I definitely, I'm the one who usually focuses on uh, things that could be better. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just felt um, like this this guy who is the, uh, you know, the she, you know, was talking with the main character for mm -hmm. a while. I thought, like, really, would he be so, like, screaming and, and, and running away for his life? And I really liked that ending when she would come over. So, where were we? Like, uh, can I get your phone number? Mm -hmm. And then I so wanted him to say something. Right. Something like, instead of just, like, get up and scream and run away. I was mm -hmm. like, that's just a bit stupid. You know, but that's, again... So what, did you, what did you think? I thought he should say something. He should say something like... Um, I, I don't know, like over my dead body or like um, every time I, you know, I want to pee myself, I'm going to give you a call. So it's like something mm. just to see that he still has a connect, like a little conversation with her. Uh, but I, I love, love the idea that obviously he's like scared shitless. Yeah. And also like he did, what, what is the reason behind him saying that I'm actually that silver fox? Because uh, also like in the short, um, 
because he wants to protect her. That is perfect. But like, would you, someone who is brave, would that then you scream and shout like a little no, bitch because afterwards? He was just playing his card of her. I'm gonna, um, I will try to protect you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the real version, not the real version, the longer version of speed dating, they see here is 13. The real is uh, 18 minutes. Oh, okay. There's a big chunk of dialogue that I've removed uh, okay. and they, they get really close. Uh, oh, okay. And is you can actually figure out that he loves action film, mm, mm, but he's mm. actually like a weak, like he's scared every time, and she's mm. trying to teach him something like in a very uh, quick yeah, way. Yeah, and she's yeah. falling for him. I removed it because it was dragging the, sh the short like a lot, mm -hmm. and I did some tests with some very experienced directors who told me cut this out. And I was as a director, you're like, oh wow, yeah. we're cutting. And he was like, if you don't do this, people will get bored, yeah, and we yeah. already understand the storytelling when she's smiling at him. You know, like when the boss comes in and she's smiling at him. So just that smile tells the two minutes that you just cut. I was like, okay, fair enough. Right, 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 right. So the way he's standing up is just because the guy said, I'm going to get your, your your girl, whatever stuff, right? And yeah. then he's like, I'm the fox. So maybe you wanted to just bluff, right? And you figure out that he's not the fox. Obviously, and I got that for many people and they said, that scene doesn't work as strong because you, the poster, that's the girl. You know, like the, the, the poster of speed dating. The poster, the poster. She's the yeah. fox. You know, like it's not going to be, no, there's no way around it. You know, like you try to hide a, a twist, yeah, but yeah. there's no, you can't. You know, like it is what it is. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one. So that's why, that why the poster should be something else. Yeah, like should, exactly. It actually, poster could be a silver fox. It could be the guy. No, 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 no. An actual silver fox. A could fox, be. an animal. Yeah. You know, and then you would know it's a female, male, who the fuck is it? And then yeah. put these characters all around. But it's just like uh, in terms of how you want to show the film, like the poster, it tells a lot. The poster is telling you what kind of movie I'm going to watch. If I just mm. put a fox, people mm, fuck that. Yeah. If I, you put a beautiful girl yeah, see, with like, a sniper sight in the back, you're like, okay, what is it? Yeah, you, know, you like see, a, those are the things like what, what people like me don't really understand. And like, it's, it's always great to see from your perspective. So if I, it's like a chess, <laughs> I will give you this, I will lose that. I will uh, take this away, I will lose something else. Um, so yeah, it's a give, give, give and take yeah. situation. You have to play with this about, you really try to see things like a viewer. Mm -hmm. Because I know the story, I know what I've cut, but if people watch it, if they don't understand it, then I failed. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's this. And at the end, to go back to the final scene, when she's sitting in front of him and asking for her, his number, the reason why I didn't put any lines is because he's sitting, if you just figure out sitting in front of a psychopath. Mm. And he, saying something will break the whole, the joke. Right, right, right. I say something, I leave. That, that for me, is too comical. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. you just go like, oh, fuck, and he goes away. And you see, that's the thing, like, like I, I feel like it would be great to put that stuff in, but in the same time, if you would show me five versions, one, there's a dialogue, he says mm -hmm. something funny, he's being witty, he's like, blah, 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 and then the one which you chose, like, where it doesn't say anything and just mm -hmm. runs away crying, and then if I would see all those options, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that one is better. Because I thought about all this um, yeah, now yeah. because of course. how you end the movie is the most important, yeah. how you start and how you end it. Yeah. And that's Just scene... like sex. <laughs> right? Okay, if you say so. <laughs> um, no, I need to make sure that this scene was, was flawless. I, I was very smooth for me. Yeah. I was all the scenes, he said something, but if you can see it it was a happy accident the last shot there's a very slow um uh, traveling on the, on the right side a very slow pan because we didn't have time that was the last shot of of the day and we had to wrap mm -hmm. i didn't want this kind of shot before but it worked perfectly which shot was that this one the last one when she's sitting back and um okay uh, after, let's, after this. let's do this bosh show what we got here 
I like what well, I have a director sitting and commenting on his movie. That's super cool. Did that scene, right? See, like you're all like Julian? slow pad. So we had no time to shoot. Play? It was just like this. And I said to her, Kim, please nail it. And she got all the beats right. And if you look closely, the way she grabs the phone, her hand is shaking. That was perfect. If you look very closely. Yeah. That's a detail that I loved. Yeah, look. She struggled a little. And I, for me, that's not, I know you can't really see it, but for me, that was perfect. Because she's nervous talking because to the guy. Because she's nervous, exactly. And you can barely see her hand. That's actually my phone. Like, you know, grabbing it. Yeah. Obviously here, uh, it's the rubber gun. So yeah. If you look straight at the barrel, you, you see the. Oh, dude, no, but you don't see, but no, no one cares. I care. But I care for <laughs> this stuff because you know, like you, you do a proper shoot, you have to just be. And who the fuck is this guy, girl at the end? That's her friend, and you figure out she's also an agent. Oh, because she was the one who uh, set her up to go mm -hmm. to this thing. Oh. But she's not. Uh, she's a, she's a good. Per she's also an agent, but I'm just not showing it to the audience straight away. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, that happened before she texted again. She's like, oh no, I'll oh, gotcha. And she goes again. Well, let's uh, let's have a little comment on the kitchen fight. I think I thought I actually later, liked later, later. it as soon as she got the pan. Uh, and funny enough, do you do you remember that cartoon Rapunzel? Yes. About the girl with the long yes, hair. Yes, yes, yes. And what did they use as a, what she used as a weapon? The pan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that the guy was uh, the, her, oh, what was his name? Oh, I forgot. I forget that. Fitz, Fitz something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he announced it as the best weapon to, to use, the most efficient. We shot that in like uh, just a few hours. That was the last day of shoot. And. Um, Everybody was so tired at that point, man. And oh, that's the stun double. She had a stun double. No, Eilish? Eilish Smith? Yeah. Uh, she's on the right now. Like yeah, I know. Eilish, she was earlier in another scene there. Yes, uh, she played she, one of the... She uh, was running away from the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I know Eilish. Yeah, she was working on the Ant-Man. She was playing uh, as one of the main doubles. Okay. We trained Eloise for like a month. She She didn't do anything like this before. And she's she's an actress, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, she's an actress. She's yeah, yeah. actress. I wanted someone with that, like obviously the right acting skill and uh, that yeah. look. And Chloe, Phoebe, you know Phoebe? Um, Phoebe, Phoebe, yeah, sorry, yeah. not Chloe. Phoebe, yeah, I know her. Yeah, she's awesome. She is awesome. Um, cool. So this project, uh, what is next after this? Do we have anything in the cards? Yeah, uh, can't say too much because. But you definitely have to hire me as a main lead, lead actor. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Now I'm trying to have this into my first uh, directing feature film. So I'm working with two producers right now on the script. Oh, okay. I draft number, obviously number one. Um, you need, you, what main character is going to be a funny, uh, uh, um, funny Eastern uh, European guy who, mm. who's an amazing Flat fighter yeah, and yeah, super yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah, as a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, yeah, that's the goal. We're trying to, to do this. I'm taking my time just to make sure the script is good. Uh, if it's not, we're not doing it. That simple. Yeah, that's yeah. the rule. Yeah, because I don't want to do these um, uh, B movie stuff. I know it's action and everything, but mm -hmm. I just want to make sure there's a the right amount of emotion. Mm -hmm. I know everybody says that, and then it's just I don't want to. I want. To, I don't want to be part of people making terrible movies. Yeah, but the, w one of the troubles is and also the one I was just working with uh, Scott Atkins and uh, Nick McKinless, uh, mm -hmm. who is usually a stunt coordinating. He was uh, he was directing, okay. and um, there are this, these all different challenges. What happens when it's on the set, 
and challenges like, okay, we're running out of time. We can't mm-hmm. reshoot this again and again. And I would be like seeing situations like Scott Atkins, like we did this fight and he's like, I, I want to do another take. And Nick comes over, we need to move on. Right. We just don't have time. So how do you work? If there's just limited budget, limited amount of time, how do you decide, you know, okay, we can't do this, we can't do that. And then for you, someone who is a creator, who is just, it's just so difficult to make that, those decisions, those calls. Uh, you talk about in terms of fight scene or you talk about... In, just in general, you know, like if you see that there's something what is so important for you to deliver uh, and this is a so important part of this project, but you have to just brush up all over it just because there's just no time, no no resources. You just have to adapt and whatever yeah. you're losing, it's on you. Yeah. You lack the prep. It's a tough one. I know, I know. I'm not saying just you were not prepped, but like I don't believe in being over prepped. Mm. Uh, let's say if I work on let's say if speed dating in the future film happens, I'll have to start from now. I want to start when we start the pre-production of the movie, all the fights are locked. All the fights are previous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do all m- what I have to do. But of course, when you shoot it, it never happens the way you want. Mm. And instead of having four sequences of fight, you just have one. And it is what it is. It's been like this my, my whole career. I'm, sh- I'm sure the same for you. Yeah. And you just have to just, just, just carry on. I'm not saying that you you were not prepped. That's part of uh, independent filmmaking. You're gonna struggle. You're gonna you won't have time. You just have to do the best you can. It's, it sounds like it's very mm. stupid um, advice, but there's nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I did uh, Jailbreak and all the sequence I wanted to put, when all fight was, if you watch again the fight with Laurent, if you watch halfway, the fight looked completely different because we lost our DOP and the tension goes down. Mm. And I watch it. And nobody cared. But at that time, we had no time. We tried to do our best. We tried to do our best. It wasn't the best fight, but it is what it is. You have to carry on. And if it's frustrating, as it's filmmaking for you. For like, those uh, who don't know what DOP is, I just learned recently, it's director of photography. Yeah. I've been in the industry for eight years. I learned this like last year. <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> Why would I care? He's in front of you the whole time. Yeah, Why would I care that? What do you mean? Like, that's a camera person. But DOP is the I one mean, who's Most of the time in independent film, the DOP is the same as the camera operator. Because is it the same the person? No, usually not. It's the guy who tells you how to, yeah. to shoot it and then you have operators. But most of the stuff I've done, same guy, because no money. Right, right, so right. That guy does like three jobs. And, the same and catering on the side. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watch what we did on Jabba, you will laugh, man. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, let's have a break. Yeah. Okie dokie. We had a little bit of a pee action and a little break and talk shit behind the podcast because there's certain things we can't talk about. Uh, by the way, um, what did you have this morning for breakfast? Um, coffee. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. uh, coffee. <laughs> Just coffee. So you don't really eat breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> You don't tell me this. <laughs> yeah, so, oh my god. Uh, I don't know. It's like a mega trial. Right. I'll keep that first the whole time. Uh, yeah, just coffee in the morning. Yeah. So, are you my father? No, you should say it. I'm your father. <laughs> say it. Come on. I'm your father. <laughs> Wait, what is... Uh, I love this. Why say it, effort. Okay, fuck. <laughs> the first one. Fuck. Okay, just forget about that. The voices are different. <laughs> I know it's weird, right? No, no, keep. What are you doing? Put it back. 
<laughs> I like the initial. I love it. That was holy shit. Okay. <laughs> On my previous podcast. Oh no, actually one before. Uh, I don't think I did this with Errol. Did I do this with Errol? But I did with the uh, with uh, Jay, and he's like a quite small person. He's right. like five foot and a hat, and uh, and he had that deep voice. It was hilarious. He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. So I'm doing that myself. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, carry on, please. Okay. I feel like someone else. So, uh, this last third part, it's uh, very serious usually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We uh, let's talk about your three favorite movies, uh, three favorite books, and you chose only one or two, I think, and uh, three favorite people. No. I can't concentrate. No okay, oh, it's, it's difficult. I was about to say Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, um, Bruce Lee definitely. No, so with the movies, like let's oh, start movies, with that. Movies, since best since movies. we're talking about oh, with these shades, um, I can't see what's going on. Best movies? There's just so many, man. Like, yeah, I mean, you asked me, but I was I just gave you like whatever it came to my mind. I know, uh, but no country for old man. This uh, this uh, a favorite movie to a lot of people, and I think, and I recently just watched it again, and it is. A crazy masterpiece and mm. it's one of those films where you can watch it watch it watch it, and every time like there's different questions like why did he do this why did yeah. he do that one main fo- one for me i just felt like that guy who found that that money and all these people were killed around and whatever i just thought he was the the clumsiest dude ever mm. just take that money and Rem- fuck off remove like, the bag or whatever you know like you know we just instinctively go okay i'm gonna keep the, yeah. the case i'm gonna put that somewhere else yeah but he opened the thing very late so the story works the mm. same that, i mean it's not a criticism like okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah. character is dumb so he kept the whole case with the the tracker inside yeah, yeah and i was like okay it works and then the bad guys come in and then it carries on but the movie could stop just after the beginning right yeah. Get the open the case, see the tracker. Oh, okay, I'm going home. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going back to save the Mexican guy with the water. And that's it. Movie is over. But it works. It works. Yeah. I mean like the, the yeah, the storyline is, is it's it's kind of cuz the first time I saw it, I I was so focused on that creep with that weird haircut and yeah. like him walking Chigurh, around with yeah. that gas ballon, gas thing. Mm-hmm. And uh but I think my favorite scene now rewatching it again <laughs> was when he went to the store and spoke to this older uh, store uh, uh, owner and uh, he was talking about, what do you eat? He was asking, like, what do you eat for dinner? What did you have Mm. for breakfast? Something like that. Just very random. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. What was the actor's name? Um, For Sigurd, right? The killer? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say with the accent, Javier Bardem. Javier Javier Bardem, yeah. I don't know how to say it. He did so well. He's amazing. He's amazing. It's just. Um, Did you like him on the Pirates of Caribbean? He had that floaty. Yeah, hair. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, it was okay. The movies, alright. So I don't watch this kind of uh, stuff. With, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I know it's action and everything. I like how you said. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want people to go shit. like. Oh, I don't okay. want to say it's shit. No, no, but it, 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 shit. It's, it's fun. It's, it's great. It's great. But <laughs> I don't remember his performance in, in this one. But on this one, yeah. What What other films do you remember with him? Because he was also um, in uh, in uh, Bond. Johansson. In Bond, he was playing. He was it. the villain. Yeah. One of the villain of not the last we, we, one. Half of his face yeah. was fucked up. Beautiful. Um, that movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson and that's um, Hayek. I'm not sure. What was it about? Uh, like the triangle love story. Uh, was it a, when he was in a house? Like yes. In, I mean, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, some some people are not the in the house. Outside. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the, uh, the one without the house. <laughs> no, but that was uh, there was a one creepy one where he was playing like um, with this girl. What was her name? The one who uh, was in the uh, Thunder? No, oh, uh, Hunger Games. Laura Lawrence something. What was the girl's name? Uh, Not Jennifer Lawrence. Was it Jennifer yeah, Lawrence? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. And he's in a movie. I think it was with is her. He? In Hunger Games, are you sure? Mm. I could be wrong. No, no, no. My knowledge in films is all, uh, all over the place. There you go. That's 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 what directors are. <laughs> they make their movies, but they don't look any yeah. other stuff. Anyways, like he was in that very interesting movie with that thing that was Jennifer Lawrence. And, um, and there was an idea about this kind of like that she represents the mother. It was very bizarre. Yes. A uh, mother. Yeah, that's the mother. called right? mother, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, oh, yeah, yeah, it was in there. Yeah, yeah. The, movie was, the ending was... Yeah, it was really, really, really weird. And right. that is Jennifer Lawrence, yes, yes, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I wasn't completely wrong. Um, and, yeah, he was, like, playing this interesting character and... Mm. Yeah, the husband, right? Yeah. It was It was very... It was creepy as... as very hell. bizarre, yeah. And he does play amazingly those creepy roles. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, <laughs> as he's, he's a genius. No yeah. Country for an Old Man, yeah. 100%. Uh, what else? A next movie you mentioned the was Dark The Dark Knight. What can you say about that film? For me, it's perfect. I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. Right. Um, because it's not it's just a preference. I'm not, not like it's my genre. But uh, Nolan managed to make a film noir with this element of superhero. And that's mm. why it's very grounded. And actually, if you watch the film, it's basically terrorist, it's terrorist attack, attack after terrorist attack in the whole in the whole film. And just it could be like a cop film. Mm. Like, and then he just put the Batman, put the Joker. And that's why I like it, like how mm. how he made it. And he actually talked about this. He said he wanted to see what happened if Batman is in our world, mm. something grounded. But you still keep the costume, you still keep the Joker, but less um, in a less uh, comic book way. You know? mm. And that's why I think it worked perfectly. It so basically, like, just put in a real life. In a yeah. real life scenario, there's a, there's a uh, tragic is happening and mm-hmm. then Batman a comes in. heist in the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing too too crazy. And I like this kind of uh, grounded oh, okay. uh, approach. Good then, shout. Yeah. Uh, the Illusionist. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon, yeah. Maybe this one, there's no dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah. So when they talk, they actually mumble. Mm, mm, it's mm. about the last uh, magician, the illusionist, um, mm. and is you just follow him like struggling as an artist, and he meets a little girl and become friend with her, and you just follow them, you know, like in their their journey, and it's just beautiful. There's no there's no dialogue. That's if why you would have a choice for superpower, what kind of superpower that would be? I can tell you mine. I want to see through clothes. At least till I was age of fifteen. <laughs> 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 now I I don't know what now. Flying, probably. Yeah, flying. Yeah? Mm. Where would you fly? <laughs> Save some money on the flight tickets. <laughs> no, just like, a, I don't know. It's a weird one, right? Like Fly, that's it. Fly is great. Yeah. Because in general, like, I, I would like to read people's thoughts, but really? Do you want to know what people actually think? Superpowers? Super strength? I know it's, I don't know, it's boring. Just, uh... <laughs> Don't die. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, but that's also like, do you want to see that uh, your all your relatives, all your uh, loved ones die slowly and you just stay by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great power, right? Immortal. <laughs> uh, okay, the other movie, Parasite movie. 
<laughs> the Korean movie, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just... Um, uh, no, how the Koreans make films. Like, they, they manage to blend different genres and it's not... Uh, it's unique. What is well, the, is the film industry huge, especially in North Korea? <laughs> North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we, I, I, I reached the third part of the podcast. I forgot we're not serious. <laughs> I forgot, I'm about to go food on. Okay, no, I'm it's, you're like, it's very uh, serious. What's your superpower? I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, what did you talk about before? The mean, illusionist. You're, okay, wear, you're, okay. you're wearing shades in the shed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Why do you think this is going to be serious? <laughs> this Look, is... I'm wearing a spaceman's outfit. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, so what is the question? Uh, my question. What was my question? Uh, North Korea. Uh, yeah, North uh, Korean North Korea. Movie. Do you support North Korea? That would Korea be interesting of... to to try to break into that market. Can you imagine you get a call like, "Oh, we've seen your movies. Come to North I'll Korea. Pay you Ten million. North Korea. Make a movie about me. <laughs> oh my god. Take the job. Jeez. What would you do? Just a documentary about you know like the, the big boss over there. Yeah. yeah. And there's some action. I don't want to talk shit. I want them to send them like, spies and kill me. You know, like, uh, yeah. Trust me, I think so many people talk about shit they already gave no, up. Fun, like, like what, what are they going to do? Uh, but obviously we're talking about the other side of, of Korea. So South Korea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going serious now. I'm just going to go. I understood the assignment. I'm going to go. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Carry on. So what Bruce Lee and the Dragon. Yeah. Love that movie. All right. What did you like about the the parasite? What was it different? No, th- just like the how I don't know how I should, if I should be serious, but how the Koreans make films. Oh, okay. It's different, different approach. I feel Hollywood can't do this. I feel they can't manage to blend. By the way, you the have a very beautiful face. I don't know why you're covering it all the time. No, thank you. Uh, with, thank your, you. with your with your hands, so. you're like a celebrity. No, like no not even. I, I don't know uh, because I don't know if I just stay like this. It's all weird. I don't have coffee anymore, and uh, maybe the, the coffee is kicking in. <laughs> Drink water. <laughs> not your water. <laughs> no, that's your water. Right, I, I put know. it there for you. Okay, okay. It's for my guests. There's a roofie in there. <laughs> We're gonna make this podcast fun. Um, okay. So what what is the click on the Borat uh, video? Yeah, what is the no? approach? Why is it different the way they film it and the way they do it? <laughs> I'm not answering any other questions, bro. No, let's go. <laughs> no, no. Um, did you watch it actually? No. <laughs> well, now, most, now, you need, point to, now you need to convince me to watch it. Why not? Uh, he won an Oscar and I said, watch it. Oh, did shit. it? Yeah. Oh. I think it's best director, best feature film. Oh, okay. And people are raving about like, oh, Korean cinema is amazing. Yeah. How, like, how, how, how old is it? Uh, three movie. years. Oh, okay. It's Three quite or four fresh. years, I think it is. Watch it. Okay. That's how cinema should be. Okay, anyone watch The Parasite? It's really good. What did you think about... Um, fuck. Uh, oh, it's, the title is crazy. Uh, nothing is real, no. Everything, uh, everywhere, all at yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. Say it again. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like the title of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> So well, I mean, I can see you like, you know, like. Okay. I mean, why? Why would they? I, I thought like, yeah, it's cool that they show like all these different scenarios. Like mm. the the humans are made of like there's a rock and the sausage fingers, right? And but why would that fighter guy would land on thing what looked like a penis? I think it just wanted to go. Let, let's be fun. Let's be fun. There's no reason for get... them to do this. Just okay. The trigger now is I need to put that plug in my butt. <laughs> no, no, like right. That's what people laugh. They were like, okay, this is all crazy. But they went that far. They were like, okay, we might as well just do this. Yeah. And that's fun. It's 
it's not you know like expected for martial arts scene. Yeah, and like also like that crew is insane. Do you know those guys? Yeah, Brian Lee and uh, his brother, right? Yeah, there's... I just talked to Brian because I don't know the, the brother, but um, yeah. Brian is awesome. Uh, that's the bigger, bigger yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's insane. He's D- amazing. Did you work on Into the Badlands? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, because he was he was working on that. It was one of the doubles, something like that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he's du- he was doubling the um, comedian guy. The guy from Hot Fuzz, right? Of, um, <laughs> I forgot now. Uh, Nick Frost. Know. Say it again. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Is that him? Yeah. Hot, Hot Fudge is love such it. a good film. Yeah. I love it. One of my favorite ones when they were in a prison, uh, not in a prison, in a, a police precinct, and he comes in and he asks something to this one uh, police officer, and he's like, nobody says me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that movie and is nobody tells fantastic. me nothing. <laughs> I, I love, love that film. They're such a cool... Um, uh, uh, duo, mm. uh, them Simon Pegg and what was the other guy's name? Uh, Nick, it's Nick, just, Nick it's Frost. In front of you. <laughs> yeah, it's right in front of me. I know. I'd just rather ask you. <laughs> so you, you double him on, on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I mean, those guys are ins- insane. Like mm. I've, I've, I've seen their videos before, and um, and so how? What is their vision? Are they want to create their movies? What is? I mean, they yeah. are already creating their own movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I messaged Brian actually. I said. You could be the next big action star if yeah. you carry on because you have the charisma. Mm. You know, like usually people look at action actors, mm. action actors, right? They do martial arts. He's amazing. But what's most important is his charisma, even the way he speaks, the way he stands. It's mm. funny. Could be kind of like the new Samo Hong or something like this. Mm. If you push him in the right direction, um, he needs like feature films when he yeah. could be the lead and just just perform and it's, and, it's that good and know? what he said is that what he's looking into he's, he, wants yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to be an actor he wants to be an actor and I can see like um, they're doing stunts I mean I talk about Brian especially Brian he, mm-hmm. he's doing stunts but not as much he's very focused on acting roles mm. almost like a, like Donnie Yen you know like they just want to do yeah, acting, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is great because I think he did a TV show for Disney Plus called American Born Chinese something like this oh, Okay, and he, he plays one of the gods okay yeah uh, yeah, I wish him the best. He's awesome. He's a very nice guy. Awesome. We never met, but he... Shout out to uh, Brian. <laughs> Wait. Because hey. we have all sorts of words. What is this? is the sound of music. Is it for me too? Oh, no. Just fucking <laughs> selfish. <laughs> Give me something. I don't know how to say it. You just got this one. Shout, shout out to Brian. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What the hell is wrong with these guys?" Um, talking about action stars, who do you think are the biggest action stars? As like also the fighting stuff. So Jason Statham, he's kind of not there anymore. You don't see him doing much fighting and action stuff. Um, who we have Van Damme is getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Scott Atkins, who I just worked with. Um, he also have back issues, <laughs> but he's still considered to be one of the uh, yeah, biggest yeah, line sure. of action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he smashed it on freaking John Wick 4. Yeah, really, he killed really, it. He I, killed it. I loved it. Yeah, I, mean, I messaged Scott and I was like, he, he got literally amazing. killed though, <laughs> but he did an amazing but job. He nailed his job. It's one of the best. So, so Keanu Reeves also is getting old. So who who are who are we having like up and coming new stars? Is it Brian Lee? You know, if he has the right uh, vehicle in terms of a feature film. Yeah. But other than that, I'm very worried that 
the action actor itself, I think it's almost over. And that's my opinion. Mm. I don't think, um, you know, like if you talk about action films, obviously movies today are different from the, the 90s. So yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have these Stallones anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, the new action actors, I could be wrong, and that's my opinion, are Chris Evans, you know, like Captain America. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, you know, like actors first. Yeah. They just need stunt guys for stunt double or whatever, but they would keep these actors, and these guys are action actors mm-hmm. today. When you both think about action movies, Chris Hemsworth, Extraction, Thor, right, all this stuff. And I feel that in terms of proper martial art artists, yeah, you have Scott, Eco Uwais from The Raid, uh, Donnie Yen, of course. But there's not more than ten, yeah. and I feel that. And Donnie Yen is like already sixty, so. Um, so I don't know, like, Brian. Hopefully, you know. But so we have that, literally all the bets are on Brian, buddy. No pressure. No, I mean uh, <laughs> because that's the one that's more like um, uh, like working, you know, it's like working today. Mm. Um, I think so. But also, that would you agree that the appeal to a being action star as like as Van Damme as like a martial artist is less and less for some whatever reason because like also we don't have like a, such appeal to anymore to like a Rambo and and a Commando and a Terminator concept either mm-hmm. we don't want things being blown up all the time which is like for example Fast and Furious kind of mm-hmm. milk that cow as much as they can and it's like one of the last one, Fast and Furious. I haven't seen the last one, the, the one before. I was like, okay, explosions. Okay, it's boring. Mm. You know, so what the hell is then... How do we even tickle those, those uh, uh, you know, the viewers? Like um, the, the one which we just talked about, the Brian, where he was sitting on that thing. Uh, never... Everything, everywhere that was. Every, yeah. yeah. So that one was, wow. I saw that. Mm. I was like, this is so outside the... Ordinary, you know, because that's not a martial arts movie. No, 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 no. But you see what I mean? I'm talking more about the genre. So, what is going to be the next, next big thing? Like, also, we are dried out of all the superhero movies. Like, how much? Yeah, I think should be done. Mm. People get tired now. Like, you know, they want something else, but they don't know. Yeah, what else is coming? And if you talk about, let's say, okay. when I look at action films today, there's nothing that impresses me. Like, mm-hmm. lately, like, I'm not saying that in a cocky way, I'm just saying yeah, as yeah, a viewer, yeah. it's always the same, the way it's shot, the action, the fight stuff. I can say that because I do the same mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm, like, I don't know what's exciting anymore and I'm waiting for the next thing and I feel like we should look at independent movies. Yeah. Because they will, try, they will try something because they don't have the money, they will be creative and then we'll just push something else. And then, The stories, we miss the stories. Mm. You know, like, the, you can put as many, you spend all your budget on the action and putting the superstars next to each other. Like, the film which I haven't seen yet uh, and I need to go see it, Oppenheimer. Mm. So that's something, you know, uh, again, they have all the all the recipe, uh, the ingredients for a uh, perfect recipe. The cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. The story is amazing. Yep. Uh, so those kind of things, you know, like mm-hmm. also the Napoleon is coming out soon, right. which I worked on yes, uh, last year. And uh, people say it's like really sick. Right. Um, then The Witcher, like action wise, you know, I work with those guys and they're still creating like these really cool, intricate uh, action scenes with swords and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Which is which is really great, and uh, have you met Wolfgang? No, never. No, so yeah, the way, his vision is is really cool. Like yeah. I really love loved working with them, and they just they, they never 
just kind of say, okay, ah, this is good enough. No, no, mm-hmm. they need excellent. They need mm-hmm. like if we're not pushing that boundary, there's no point. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Netflix now, the The Witcher, they not only what I love, they creating these videos and how they filmed it and how, what they did. Okay, so that's that's great, and that we need that to to explain to audience uh, what the hell is going on. Yeah, but sometimes like as talented. Um, or colleagues are you know like it just goes to the editing and mm. if it's edited the bad way of the director wants to do something else like you don't see the beauty of yeah. the stuff you've been created and that's um, that's a shame but at the same time you're doing your job you did and all colleagues do their job like fantastically well yeah. it's just like a, somehow maybe that's the storytelling I'm not even talking about the action action is always great regardless but it's just if the story is not exciting then the action you know like mm. it's like for example that's a dream I would love to see a movie that's as emotional as Forrest Gump with martial arts I know it's weird to say that yeah, right? yeah. but when I watch Forrest Gump um, it really hits the, you know like it hits me Yeah. and then like, when was the last time I watched something like this never Yeah. and you're like okay but you cannot mix these two genres maybe a director can do it mm. you know, maybe someone one day would manage to do this everything everyone all at once is sci-fi martial arts and there's for a first time for me I've seen Michelle Yeo She's a lead actress, East Asian lead actress in a proper role, mm-hmm. finally. And you see her going all these range of emotion and she's fantastic in the film. Mm-hmm. They, they managed to do it and they won Oscars. Okay, that's even better, right? Mm-hmm. So w- where can we see like a storytelling that's moving and then with some cool fights? Usually it's always one thing and not the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that, that's what I would love to see. And welcome closest is the Korean cinema that's why I keep praising that cinema is because they, they kind of like know how to put that together mm. but that's again not my preference I could be completely wrong because you opinion. usually one of the problems is that what if the movie does have like a fighting action or whatever then the storyline is not strong enough or whatever so it's like something is not one is stronger yeah. than the other and let's say like with John Wick 4 and John the whole John Wick's the franchise you know, the director is the guy who's been stunt, stunts, uh, performer, stunt coordinator, so mm-hmm. he knows so much about action. Yeah. But the storyline is also freaking sick, especially like the first, you know, first and second one. I mm-hmm. thought they were the most, the, the strongest ones. Um, so, in or, it's all I'm trying to say is like, if, if you want to get a great action, you need to have a director who has that idea about the action very strong and has a good the storyline mm-hmm. and the idea of the telling the story. Yeah, it all goes back to what we said before the script, right? If the script is good, then then okay. Yeah. Like the fight would be exciting. I think that's what's lacking today. Uh, but for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I, I can't... I try to watch stuff on Netflix. It just doesn't work. And again, the reason why I could say this, everything I'm saying now is because I did all these mistakes by myself. Mm-hmm. That's why I try to rectify... When I do speed dating, okay, it's my it's my first one. I'm gonna do more. I'll get better. How often do you do speed dating? <laughs> <laughs> wait, where's the come on timing, no, bro? No, no, wait. No, no. Okay. Hey, hey, how often do you do speed dating? Never. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck. Anyway, that's uh, this. I forgot. It's, it's fun. It's now we're going <laughs> full on filmmaking. No, it's fun. <laughs> Why am I talking about filmmaking? It's Everything can be fun, buddy. Um... <laughs> what is this? That's that stupid car next door again. Fuck. But I... <laughs> so, it's so loud. Our shed is under attack. The aliens are attacking us. Wait, wait. Where's the? Oh, the aliens Surrender are now. attacking us. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> too late. Timing, bro. Too late. Uh-oh.
You, it's all rehearsal with you. You right, see, you okay, have to yeah, improvise yeah, yeah, right, here, okay. man. I see, I see that. I see what um, I should put my phone up. Okay, uh, the other thing, yesterday I was just thought about, like, uh, obviously, I'm very excited you came over, and I was just thinking this one concept, and, and I wanted to see um, your point of view. Um, so there was a point where, um, how to put this? There was a point where martial arts like Kung Fu, Wushu, Tai Chi, had to, for some reason, prove that they are capable martial arts, they actually can bring damage or whatever, whatever. Historically, or if you look at it, most of them, they never meant to be that way anyways. Mm -hmm. But I think because of the movies, they became, that they actually are the ones where you can, you know, hurt people and do stuff and lethal, blah, 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 blah. And then because of the movies, there was a, a, some uh, and some of these wushu uh, masters and tai chi masters almost like imagined that, yeah, actually, we can be lethal and whatever. And then yeah. some mediocre MMA fighter comes and beats the shit out yeah. of them. And they, I saw the videos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, the, so, so the question is, so do you think films are so brought such a huge Im- impact to not even to the audience, but also to the people who are practicing those martial arts, that they start believing that they are untouchable yeah. and they're amazing. A hundred percent. I mean, come on, you you portray on film someone who does karate, right, or whatever martial yeah. arts, beating the shit out of twenty people. Yeah. You go back to the class, like, okay, I'm gonna do the same. You do the same poses, and then you go into a street fight, you get punched. But in don't the you face. think it's a bit crazy though? A bit like yeah, but that's it's delusional. Like, you know, like, you do Tai Chi for that, or you do Kung Fu. For yourself, right? Yeah, Yeah. and also Kung Fu is mainly for performing, doing Mm -hmm. these extreme cool cool moves. But films there want you to put the B-twist with the kick at the end, which is, like, the most unpractical movement ever, which you're never going to use on a a street or defending or whatever, right? Right. Um, But then it just boggles me that these performers who know that they do that for other reason, they somehow start thinking that, yeah... I'm, I'm, I'm the badass, boss. Right? I'm badass. Yeah, and especially like older the, these older guys. When you see this, there's this one in China guy. Um, uh, uh, he's basically traveling around the the the, the country and uh, getting in these fights with these uh, uh, masters. masters. Yeah, Tai Chi masters, yeah. whatever. And those Tai Chi masters say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go fight." Like, how fucking delusional are and you? They get exterminated, <laughs> and know. it's it's fun to watch. You're like, "All right, okay," you know, like there's no, it's not the film anymore. Yeah. One punch, and oh, you got punched in the face. You see the reaction, got punched in the face for the first time. <laughs> and it's, I mean, sorry, it's, it's, it's fun because it's, it's their ego. Yeah. Back to reality, like, you know, like, do kung fu stuff, whatever. I respect it. It's good for yourself as a, as a, for, you know, in an athletic way, right? Yeah. Well, but it's... then, but if you watch movies, all right, it, it's glamorizing martial arts. Mm. You look cool. That pushing on your face, you're doing that thing. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, badass. Yeah. You can fight in the street. You go outside, you just get kicked in the face. You know, like it. <laughs> It's good for sorry the martial arts industry. You know, like when the martial arts movie comes yeah, out, people yeah, want to yeah. go straight to, especially back back then. But yeah, I mean, also people love the UFC. Just telling people, okay, now the real, the real. Yeah, thing because even this. even like someone like Bruce Lee, who was in amazing shape and did amazing stuff and was very fast, whatever. Again, if he would, but that's a, basically it's a time of when people learn so many different skills. Like mm-hmm. MMA, obviously, in my opinion, is the most lethal ones because it's uh, it's on on a standing yeah. with the strikes on being on the ground. Uh, you know, someone. It's crazy to go and fight someone who has three or four different black belts or whatever. 
and their level is insane on all possible scenarios, mm -hmm. right? Um, but yeah, it's just a. Uh, it was like I don't know why, but I thought about this yesterday and how, because like when when I did Shotokan Karate, like our competition was what we were going points. It's mm -hmm. on speed. You get one point. That's right. it. You you stay away. But for me to think that, but I'm. To be fair, like if at that time when I was European champion in the karate Shotokan, uh, if you would tell me if I could beat up a kickboxer who was like like basic whatever, I probably would say yes. Yeah. And then you actually go or Muay Thai fighter who Even goes worse, with yeah. elbows and mm. knees and gets you in a corner on on the on the ring, which we never go on a ring. We right. go in open space and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting how that it, it sells. Not like it's yeah. it, it, it's it's fun. It's cool. You're the coolest guy doing this stuff. So people want to be cool too. <laughs> I mean, you've got Jackie Bruce Lee, you know, like they look like super badass. Yeah. Hey, you want to be badass? That's it. That's simple. <laughs> That's the equation. Yeah. Okay. Um, we talked about movies. Let's talk about uh, the books and uh, the book you suggested me, and I started reading it, and it's really cool. Uh, what was the guy's name again? Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. And Mariachi and Desperado. Yeah, mm. Mariachi and Desperado. And uh, he, I just started reading it, and it's a sick book uh, about this guy who just no matter what are going to be directing. And it's so great to read these stories mm -hmm. because sometimes we think like, oh, we're in position that there's no way we can make it, that we don't yeah. have this, we don't have that. This guy went to medical trials just to get enough money to do the thing what he really wanted to do. Crazy. It I is mean, crazy. It's, it's inspiring. I know it's, it's extreme, like this proper extreme case. And that was also in the 90s, you know, like... Um, And he wanted to to make his film like by any means necessary. Mm. And when I read this book, it's so inspiring to to me in my in my world in what I do because I have to push it. There's no basically what he's telling you is there's no excuses. Mm. And again, if you don't have money for a scene, you have to improvise with creativity because he said as soon as you start to spend money, you spend even more. So he's mm. like he's telling his, his crew, and there's no crew if you. If you read further, you understand he has no crew. Yeah, yeah, I, I already realized that that and, stuff. And like everything he does is like, how can I improve the shot to make it look like it's a big budget? So mm -hmm. the dolly is actually a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. He puts the camera and is pushing it. And you're like, okay. Uh, he needs a, a keyboard in a scene. There's a kid that is only available for a certain amount of time. And it's like, if you have the prop, you will be in the movie. So you, And same for the jail. There's a scene in the jail. There's two, like, two guards. They're actually like working And they're doing the scene because they already had the uniform. And just like, it's like ruthless, a relentless, I'm going to make my movie regardless. Mm. And that's why, that's as you talked about before, that's what buzzed about the film. You can watch the movie, but if you know how it was made, you're like, I really want to watch it. Mm. And that thing is very smart. They still paid a lot to, to finish the movie, like a Columbia picture. When they watched the movie, they're like, it's fantastic. We're going to help you to release it. So they helped to pay for marketing. But the film itself was 7,000. But that's that you see this the thing this concept this kind of mindset can be applied to anything yeah to anything what do you do it, you know it's so easy to find excuses oh I didn't have this camera I didn't have that camera shut up what can you do with the stuff what do you have and um, I definitely would like to suggest to to read this book and I'm mm. definitely gonna finish it um, with the idea like Sometimes you do think that humans are almost designed to come up with an excuse. We're designed to, right. to not to do something because there's space. a survival yeah. instinct as well. Kicks stay in, safe. Mm. stay safe, don't do that. But yeah. end of the day, just you know, I, I love that expression. Just show up. You right. know, 
Just show up and do your best. And whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And people around you will gravitate to you because um, you're just doing whatever you can mm -hmm. with whatever you have. Truly, yeah. It's uh, an accumulation of, uh, of failure. Yeah, that's my career. So his story started also. Um, what was it? What was it? what is he doing now? What is his latest? Big, oh, he did um, Alita, Battle Angel, with uh, James Cameron producing it. Right. And that was 2019-ish. Like it's based on an anime. I loved it. Wait, wait, Alita. Alita, Gun. Well, in I mean, in French, it's called Gun. Uh, Alita, Battle Angel. Uh, was CGI uh, film like half CGI ish. Yeah, yeah. So she was this creature who they were the uh, robot, right? The cyber robot. Robot. They were fighting. Uh, they were racing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He directed it. I really loved the. Also, there's Ed Screen, um, this actor who was the baddie. The, yeah, the one of the big cyborgs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Uh, it's crazy. We go way back, long time. I was with him on the movie called In Darkness. Okay. Uh, one of my first movies about seventy years ago, and uh, I have a crazy funny story. Wanna, yeah, tell it? me, tell me. <laughs> we were basically Your story that year. Clear. That year, I got killed three times in three different vans in okay. three different movies, and uh, this was one of them. And uh, basically, we were rehearsing in uh, in this parking lot. So the movie didn't have a big budget. So the main actress, uh, the lead actress, was uh, Natalie Dorman. Okay. Uh, Natalie Dorman. She's known mainly for um, Game of Thrones. She was playing one of the uh, princesses or queens who got married with uh, King Joffrey's brother. Okay. You know, so she, yeah, so well-known actress and, um, and uh, her uh, fiance, I think at the time, he was the director of the movie. And the scene is, we're in a van, I'm, I'm playing a bad Russian, as usually, and uh, so now uh, the van is driving, uh, Ed Skrin's character comes out, smashes the van, whatever, and he opens the door and we start fighting. Okay. And my, our fight is really gritty. We basically fight, whatever, like, and there's a point where I'm shoving my hand into his face and like, ah, you know, and, and, and that was actually my suggestion to shove the right. and the director was like, yeah, this is cool. And then, um, you know, we like having a break or something and I, I run to the toilet and we didn't even have the toilet. So it was just at a bush. <laughs> okay. And I just went there and I did my business, numero uno business. And uh, as I was coming back there, it's like, come back, come here. We don't have time. Like, let's rehearse. And I didn't have time to wash my hands. And as soon as oh, we no, start no. shooting, I'm Jeez. like having my <laughs> hand covered with piss. No. A little bit, not too much. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just shoving it in Ed's face. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like thought to my head like oh my god um, <laughs> thank you now it's public now good I was, job ah, I don't care it's, no, it's fun. I it's think fun. he would he would laugh his ass off as well it's like and he's, he's such a cool dude like yeah, and then afterwards cool. I saw him he was on uh, uh, Maleficent 2 he okay. had a huge part and uh then the last movie, which I actually was, uh, I think this he's involved in producing was it's quite a small project, and where he was playing uh, this character, who's a musician and not doing that well. Mm -hmm. But then he was walking down the street and saw this drummer guy, right. this drummer kid. But he was he had like a special needs, like so he was very vulnerable kid or whatever. And he got him to play with him to do the drums and stuff. And yeah. this, the whole thing was around that. It was a beautiful movie. And I was supposed to do a like little fight there, but I, I got a different job yeah, so I could make it. Again, again. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I did yeah. watch the trailer of the movie you talk about. Yeah, yeah I did watch it. Yeah, yeah so it's, uh, and uh, yeah, he did, th there was another big movie he did in, uh, like, uh, he was playing American Soldier. Okay. And I don't think that movie did very well, but he was, I think he was a lead. But he was into action before. Oh, dude, it? he was in Deadpool. The, tra the transporter? That was Deadpool. No, he was in first one. Deadpool playing main villain. Right. He was the villain that Francis. And, uh, okay, you might cut this one, but uh, if I'm wrong, <laughs> the transporter, the TV show, that was him as a lead. Oh, yeah. No, right. I don't, I'm not going to cut this out. Right, cool. uh, yeah, he was in a, a transporter three or transporter four. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, did yeah. not do well, <laughs> as far as I remember. But, um, but, yeah, in Deadpool, he smashed it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Most, did nah, you, yeah, did you see the first one? Yes. Yeah, so the, the villain was uh, called Francis. Right. And he hated when the, when Deadpool called him Francis all the time. Because mm. I will say your name, Francis. He's like, do not say my name. All that shit. See, yeah, yeah, right, right. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and we were talking about... Um, Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah. So he Read was directing book. that one. Sick. Yes. Yeah, that was... I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, from... From that film to like a studio movie like Alita, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me dream. Yeah. I know it's kind of a too big, but you know you need this kind of stories to just give you the motivation. What else, what else do you have? Listen, you know, I would honestly suggest you, and you probably know that, and all the anyone who is listening to this, if you have uncertainty about can you make make it possible in your life, read autobiographies. Right. There's so many stories out there, and I I, I basically. First autobiography I read was Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiddis, who is uh, Red Hood Chili Peppers uh, uh, lead singer. Okay. And his life story was insane, like how that kind of guy can make it. And I remember I started reading it just because like there was someone gave me this one of the first English books I ever read. And uh, then I was like, wow. So if he can make it, anyone can make it, you know, mm. and it's that's we need that kind of mentality, mentality that, yeah. you know, just do it, do yeah. it. Do it, do okay. it, no matter what, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's eventually going to happen. And like what I really like about you, I'm just going to blow smoke up your ass a little bit, you know, start enjoying it. What I like really about you, you have your vision and you're very stubborn and you know this is how you're going to do it. And that's when you're going to keep, as you mentioned earlier, I want to have a quality. I, if I'm not happy with this, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting my name on it. And you understand how important that is. Mm -hmm. And then. And that should be to anything and everything, you know, instead of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be part of this. Oh, I'm going to be part of this. No, no, no. You need to maintain to see that trademark. This is you and you stay strong to your values, mm. you know. Agree. Thank you. So, I try. There you I go. Try. That's, uh, uh, no, wait, this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So it's very late on timing. You should yeah, work now, on it. And now you say, th so, say thank you. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> I'm actually doing the voice myself, so it's double. <laughs> I like how you're doing the voice. See, I'm doing the voice. Like, I'm doing the voice over that, that thing. Love it. Thank know. you very much. Thank you. Okay, so um, we're not talking books anymore. That one, everyone read that one. And uh, let's talk about people. Uh, three people who would you say was a huge inspiration for what you've done and it changed your life. And I actually also wanted to hear the story about your dad. And that's going to be mm -hmm. the last uh, thing we're going to talk about okay. <laughs> on this podcast. Um, I, I think it was... Uh, Tarantino, okay, Christopher Nolan, and Bruce Lee. Right. Um, just because, I mean, I'm name two directors. Just I, I love what they've done. They make they write film and they make their own film. It's not like a franchise. Or yeah. Whatever. Okay, The Dark Knight, whatever. But still, the Inception and everything. I just love how polished the cinema is, and I can. I just love the style. It's, again, it's a preference. You know, mm -hmm. like a Tarantino, Kill Bill. Like people might not agree, agree with me, but Kill Bill is one of the best martial art movie of all time. 
because of the storytelling. Mm. And I love his approach to, like it, it feels like um, Tarantino is still in this world of independent film, even though the budget is, is crazy, but just um, his signature, you know, and I, I just loved, um, yeah, the style and, and uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan of, of that work. And Bruce Lee, because, because of everything he represents for, for us, far for me. I Let's mean, go one by one, one by one. So the first one, that's probably out of all of these guys, that's my favorite guy for sure. It's Tarantino. Right. And, um, you know, I, I did some research about him. I read his biography as well. And, uh, you know, there's not much to add. It's just, just an incredibly genius, cool yeah. dude. But uh, I'm wondering if you meet him in person, have you met him in person? Never. 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 What, would you, what, what would be your question? What would you say to him? I have no idea. It's, it's how boring. I, I don't even know. Like, what, what else? You want to talk about cinema with him? You, like, you know, like. Exactly. I know. I know exactly what like you're saying. He's Pope of cinema. Like, what do you want to say? You just stand here and say, can I just shadow you? And yeah. get out of here. I mean, that's it. I don't even know. Because th that's an interesting question. Like, once in a while, I asked that to myself. Like, I remember the first time I was like kind of starstruck a little bit. And that little bit, the first time I was starstruck, uh, was the second job I did. I was working with Samuel E. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. And I was one of the cast on The Hitman's oh, right. Bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, and I was so confused because I thought I'm just doing stunts. Right. But then, oh, you speak Russian, so you're going to be a cast. Mm. So you, they gave me a couple lines. And then when I met those guys, I had no fucking clue what to say. I'm going right. to literally just say, like, nice shoes. I don't know. Yeah, like, right. Because uh, Samuel E. Jackson, obviously, you know, the Pulp Fiction, but I think at the time I wasn't like, you know, eh. But uh, someone like Ryan Reynolds, uh, he, Van Hal, what, what he was that, um, uh, Went Wilder, he did that uh, teenage movie, which right. was like all about these students, and I thought it was the coolest dude ever. And I didn't know what to say to him. Mm. You know, it was just like, you probably, anything what I would say, you already heard that before. So you need to come up with some weird kind of a shit out there it's like you can't say I'm a big fan it's, it's lame yeah you can't it's lame as fuck I know like, uh, and if you're in front of him it means you actually maybe work that hard to yeah. be in front of him you know so I would still say I'm a big fan I'm kidding <laughs> yeah because I would say like something maybe you would think something very original like something you've seen something in the movie and you say like oh how what was going through your mind when you were doing this scene or that scene but I'm like 90% yeah. sure that the question being asked already. exactly you just don't want to just be like boring to him yeah i don't even know i would just say hello sir <laughs> very nice to meet you and just this is already yeah. amazing for me just to do this uh, can you do this move bitch <laughs> yeah shake hands <laughs> do a backflip okay um <clears throat> uh but yeah like tarantino his his movies are just uh and like i really like the way how he pays so much attention to soundtracks because he yeah. was like, you know, Pulp Fiction was, uh, <clears throat> no, the Reservoir Dog as well. Like, there was all about, like, we're going to use 70% of the budget just to get a proper soundtrack. Yeah. And that is so important. And that's one of the values, what I'm saying, that you just so see that vision. I need that proper soundtrack. And, like, to this day, that music is freaking sick. Yeah. You know? It's part of the cinema, like, in uh, history. Yeah. And, you're, and the guy is just loves film, working yeah. on, like, video archives watch every movie possible mm. so whenever he's making a film it's, it's a masterpiece because he's taking from everybody mm. and you have no idea and he's making his own that's why it's amazing on this guy and he said have you been to film schools no i've been to films you know, yeah like, and Jesus. he's been he's he was working that was his first job he was working in a in a movie store yeah and um would you say you you can choose one or two movies out of his arsenal which you would say like those are the dearest to my heart yeah kill bill and um Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Inglorious Bastards, man. 
just uh, such a sick movie. I mean, just to be able to make jokes with uh, the language. Yeah. It shows the level of the director, man. If you knew like with um, Hans Landa, right? Uh, Chris, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Just because he's using this guy ability to speak different language and makes dialogue and storytelling. Thanks to that, you're a different level of storytelling. You think way ahead. Even when nobody does that, um, you know, like uh, when they're all in a restaurant and they get framed by, by the Nazi general and then they do this. Yeah, yeah, through and you figure, glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just because you're aware of this, and apparently he took that for a movie. There's another movie who did it and he watched it, like an old film. Oh, so they. But took it's, it. it's smart enough to show it to us then because yeah, we yeah. don't know. And just to play with the cultural thing. Yeah, bro. Yeah, think is it's, it's different. It's so, it's it's so you, funny when you it's, uh, say this because I was just in Germany, actually in Berlin, right. and uh, I, we were discussing this. Like when they're saying dry glasses, so Germans would say uh, dry glasses like this, and Americans would say dry glasses right. like that, uh, three glasses, and uh, yeah, and it's it's so subtle. It, yeah, just, and this stuff is just it's the experience of the director. You can't come up with a, you know, like something like this. You watch the director at his maturity doing this stuff. That's why it's a pleasure to watch him mm. or Nolan making a film. You have the, the best of what filmmaking can bring you. What about Christopher? Uh, what was it? Christopher uh, Nolan? What is, was it Dunkirk by him? Dunkirk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked on that one, yeah. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, just a couple of little things, the scenes. We were in a scene with uh, 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 Harry Styles, and we were just surrounded by all these fans. It was really crazy. Um, but yeah, and uh, uh, one thing what I was interesting for me uh, it was about uh, uh, Bruce Lee. When I looked into his autobiography, was that how rebellious he was since he was very young, young mm-hmm. uh, like boy. A, before even he got into martial arts or anything, he was so against the system. He yeah. was so against all that. That was a kind of interesting thing. And also the other thing, he was so uh, such a philosopher. Mm-hmm. Like, he always looked for, like, a deeper meaning to things. Yeah. And it was very inspiring to see those things. Yeah. He puts that in his film. Like, you know, as I said, Enter the Dragon. Mm. They see when he talk about the moon and hit the guy in the head. Like, don't look at my finger. You know, like, and that's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great, man. It's just it's nice how he was able to put that his ideas in, in the film this way. Yeah. And that thing where he says, like, the... I'm like a water. You put the water in the cup. Yeah. I become a cup. <laughs> but know. even the charisma during the interview, yeah, you're sick. like, for me as an East Asian guy, he's mm. the first East Asian actor in the leading role in Hollywood. Yeah. And the charisma today is unmatched by, you know, like, there's no other actor I can think of. With all due respect to, to East Asian actors, to that level of charisma. Is there any, any Eastern <laughs> European actors with any level of charisma? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, <laughs> but it's just like a, the guy was too high. Is wherever he was, Bruce Lee was just like a, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like you found your guy. Where, where is my guy? Why there's no like Eastern European guy? Today we eat potatoes. I'm you sure think it's is. potato, but it's not. <laughs> I'm sure there is. You just didn't find him in movies too. <laughs> I will make you a potato stew. Come to my house. <laughs> oh God. Okay, uh, that's people. And then last thing, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I, tell me that story about how you decided you're going to pursue the f- film industry and your dad said you're going to fail. Um, and then when you got, uh, was that award or whatever, and then you like, in his face. Yeah. Uh, so when I quit my job 2012 for the, the pharmaceutical thing, went back to Paris and I met my parents and I told them I wanted to work in the film industry. My dad asked me if I wanted to work in production or marketing <coughs> based on my master, right? 
I said, no, I want to become a stuntman. And he got, like, doesn't even know how to express it. He was extremely unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, tell me, get get out. And like, go, if you want to do your stuff, get out. My mom was very nice. She was like, we gave you everything we could. <coughs> Sorry. We've um, helped with your studies and everything, but this is your life. Yeah. And, and that was you, age of 30, right? Yes, exactly. And it yeah. was like, uh, she was like, okay, just be smart. Use your, your skills that you learn from business school in whatever things you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But leave now because it's really mad and you can't stay. <gasps> so I'm taking the bus to London with my little luggage and I meet Laurent and I start, Laurent tells me, oh, we're going to become stunts. And I, I meet him and I stay with him uh, in his tiny room. I slept on the ground for, for, for what, three months, like illegally. Yes, I can say it. So mm. I, I slept on my back protector. We didn't have enough money to buy a, a mattress and it was so small. <coughs> and one of the people who live downstairs like was thinking, this guy is not like, is he living here now? And they asked me in the kitchen, Ah, uh, by the way, are you living here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'm just, you know, just stay here for a few weeks. And that was there for like two months. Wow. <laughs> they told the council. And they were like, you can't stay there anymore. And I was like, okay. And I left. And when I, what I wanted to say is that when I met Laurent, he was like, okay, we're going to become stuntman. I was like, okay, where do we start? No, no, we have to train for the stunt register. And now, oh my God, what is this? You have to train for three years or something like this. <laughs> Be good. Three in... years sleep on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Be good in certain disciplines. And then we're going to get some work. And I was like, what if we don't do this? And then we have to start as extras because we know no one. Wow. I was like, all right. Then the event- adventure starts, right? And I started as an extra. I got very lucky in a few weeks. I had my first stunt job. Thanks to Joey Ansa. You should have him on your podcast. You would love it. So basically... I'm training in the gym and he comes to me and he goes, are you free for the next two months to work in, I think it was in Bulgaria, something like this. Mm-hmm. And the movie called Street Fighter. I need a stunt double for my actor. And I got the job like very quick. I didn't hear anything for like a week or something. I was, ah, it's not happening. And then next day I was flying to over there for like uh, two months. My first job, stunt double. Anyway, I struggled, still doing extra job and doing some spacked job, right? Um, Specs for those who don't know, it's called special actors. Like they have a little bit of action. Yeah, it's basically extras with some some action, but some not crazy of, action. Yeah. Um, then I meet uh, Vincent Wang on a Twenty Four on a TV show. I owe him my career. I owe him what I am today. Shout out! Him. This is the second time we're shouting out uh, Vincent Wang, by the way. Really? Yeah, because uh, when I was um, who I had was it? Uh, I think yeah, Jess, Jesse was in. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Winston. Right. Yeah, he's lovely, lovely guy. Lovely. And actually, I worked with him uh, recently, and uh, I was making everyone laugh. And Winston come over to me, and he's like, "You're this. so yeah. funny. Oh, You're yeah? so funny. I wish you would be uh, just as good a stunt performer." <laughs> <laughs> now, Winston is <clears throat> he's he's super he's nice. So guy. nice, man. He was yeah. able. To, he, he was very nice to just like a no, no, like keep me around. Basically, when he had a job, he needed an assistant. We were, I was just here. Mm. And uh, yeah, without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, and then I keep on working. I did Doctor Strange thanks to him. So I was assisting him and uh, Jojo, the fight crew at the time. And after Doctor Strange, one jailbreak happens. So that's what I meant by those three years in the beginning. Yeah. And then my father, in between, still, every time I talk to him on the phone, he's so mad at me. I don't want to talk to him on the phone because he's going to put me down. I didn't tell him I was an extra because there else it would just go, that's it, you're a failure. He did say I was a failure. You know, he was like, you would never make it. Asian people in arts, are you serious? You're not Bruce Lee. You don't have his talent. You don't have his look. He has charisma. You don't. You're fat. You're this, this. And I was like, right. I get it. No, Asian parents, right? Hey, uh, Asian parents. Um, 
never believed, right? And then when I did jailbreak, um, when I did it, my father was like, "Oh my God, you're doing a movie in Cambodia? It will be, it won't be good." Anyway, movie comes out, it's doing pretty well in the country. I think it was the third best, even today, like a best, um, in terms of a, like a, not a box office, like know? revenue. Yes, in, income, in, in yeah. history, and it's the first um, proper martial art movie in the history, like the, the the country. You know, like it's it's big for us. And my father, like, saw how big it was at the time. My face were in the streets, in the posters, on trucks and stuff like that. And then my father fly to Cambodia for the release. And he sees my face everywhere. My mom told me he was speechless. My mom was like, she was so happy. She was like, yeah, there we go. And all like... <laughs> and my father didn't believe it. Say so he wasn't talking so much. My mom was like, son, remember you keep saying he's good failure. Look, he went back to, to our country. Make a film is going to be released in our country. And you will watch the release. How do you feel about it? And my dad doesn't say it much. Watch the movie, really likes it, bring his friend, I think he watched it four times or something like this. And people take pictures with him. I have a picture, I can send it to you. When he's standing next to, okay, someone who liked the film, called that a fan. I don't like the term of fan, but there was a girl who was like, is that the father of the actor? And they took pictures with him. And you see my father's face with my big head in the back like this, like just <laughs> taking picture. <laughs> you send me that photo. Yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> and then and talk to him on the phone. He was like, so... How did it feel? I was, it was like, uh, wow, you know you made a film for Cambodia. And I said, it's also Netflix soon. So he didn't understand anything what was happening. It was too much for him. And then and then I was like, okay, I did that for you. Before I left, you know, when, when I, I went back and forth, obviously, during the three years. And I said, one day we'll have a movie on Netflix. And my dad was like, yeah, you dream. Keep dreaming. You know, like in the small vignettes, when you see your face like this, you know, yeah, one yeah. day you see my face here. And, he, and I said... In three or four years, I actually called it. And he was like, and my brother was like, you're just crazy. Can you stop doing this stuff? It's, it's crazy, you know, like, yeah. And then it happened exactly in the time frame I said. And I said, what did I say? And my father never said he was wrong. Asian parents, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But my mom said that he didn't talk for many days. Yeah. And then now my father is calling me and said, where's your next film? <laughs> He's asking for it. You know, like, and that's why it was good for him. Yeah. Because my father, as I told you before, was also an actor. Yeah, you, you told me, but yeah. you haven't mentioned that yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. So this seems a little too crazy. It, it seems completely fake and wrong. I didn't believe it myself. I was like, okay, now it's just an amount of bullshit. Yeah. My father just making stuff up. And basically my father comes back and he says, you know, I was an actor when I was young. I was like, okay, you waited 30 years to tell me that now. So it's a little far-fetched now, a little crazy, right? I look at my mom and say, come on. My, my mom was like, no, no, listen to him. That's so cool. And my father said, I did a movie called Hapkido in Cambodia before the war happens and I was the lead actor and I was like okay sure sure. then I went back to Cambodia and he was like meet these people they're still alive and they will tell you we did the movie I went there with one of the uh, Bokatao guy the, the lead actor of Jailbreak and they, these people confirmed yeah he was an actor in that film I was like I still don't believe it. and I'm like well, that's too much because they didn't talk to each other they just recognized yeah that was him and he was the brother of this and it, it made sense were you able to get the movie? <clears throat> no because, you know, like the war, they just burn um, everything oh, that was related with uh, education or filmmaking or culture. Any posters? Nothing. Nothing. I'm still asking some people to find it, but I think it's, it's completely gone. And they confirmed, yeah, he was an actor in that film. And my father fly to Cambodia when I did a movie called The Prey. And I meet them with him. And they are, they're crying. 
they hug each other, and I'm like, I was like, okay. Wow. Is that? And I said, is that whether they're really good actors? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. With all the crying. <laughs> but the, the reason why it was so weird is when they talk about their common friends. It was so lively. They were like, "Oh, remember these guys? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the two Korean um, teachers? They did Hapkido. Yeah, train with. Remember that movie?" And I was like, "So you were a lead actor in a Cambodian film?" And he was like, "I was the first one." I was. I like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's see. So today, I can't confirm it with fact. You know, like I can yeah, only yeah, confirm yeah. with people who tell me that. I don't see any interest for them to lie. But again, you need fact, right? Yeah. But if it's real, it's it's amazing. And my uncle told me the same. My uncles, they were like, "Yeah, father's." So they all on it. Yeah, they, <laughs> they either all lie. But because, come on, you tell me that thirty years later, it feels a later a little. It's too much, you know. No, but I mean, like, I get, I get it. So he had that nasty taste of not getting, uh, not continuing that career because he probably had all these dreams. You know, they got all crash and burn, and so he suffered from that, and he did not want you to have yeah. the same thing. So that's a that's a fatherly, you know, the, the defense mechanism mm-hmm. or whatever, like to to protect you, protect their <laughs> offsprings, and and um, unfortunately, you know, that's what especially old school parents do. Yeah, you know, they think they they trying to protect you, but at the same time, they can damage you and. And do all these things, and you know, my mom was always supportive. Like she's like, do whatever you feel like doing. My dad, on contrary, he was just like, you know, this, it's not gonna, you're not gonna succeed, you're not gonna do that. Just stay, stay home, play safe, basically, Mm -hmm. right? But no, that's yeah, your story, man. It's it's uh, really mad. And I wish there would be a way to find that uh, that uh, video or that. But we're not we're not done yet. We still we ask people over there, some producers, to find something. Yeah, we might not find anything. How many? So thirty years ago. And what, did he tell you what what kind of character he played? Oh, he was said it? I was the lead actor, and I forgot exactly. I don't want to say something wrong. Yeah. But the movie was so happy, though. He was the lead actor, and he told me how they trained, how they shot. The thing. They were obviously shooting, shooting in films. You know, yeah. like it, it was it was amazing at that time. <laughs> yeah, and my my uncles were like, yeah, yeah, he was an actor, but he didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. at that time, maybe it was a hobby or something like this. Because my yeah. father told me I was very handsome when I was your age. That's why I was an actor, <laughs> not like you. All right, nothing. Ha- what happened with you? <laughs> and then and then he's making films, and the war happened, and obviously, like when my father came to France, I wasn't born yet. Like my father told me later, I said, you understand, you will never understand what it is to come to a country have absolutely zero. We yeah. are all look close from the Red yeah. Cross, you know, like the um, the NGO. And the, uh, when I was a kid, I talk about five or something, he was teaching us martial arts, like, you know, like in the garden. Yeah. And then he became serious to the karate after my brother got bullied. But he said we were too young to learn martial arts, but he was teaching us martial arts and stuff. And the reason I did Hapkido is because he did mention I'm not. I'm just talking about the fact he didn't say to us he was acting, but he always mentioned since I was a kid that he was doing hapkido, mm. and I didn't put the link. Oh, he made a movie too. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was just competing with me. I was like, no, come on, it can't be that petty. Come on, you know. Like, but actually, he did it. If he did it, that's um, sick. But yeah, that's the story of. Uh, and I have to. I have to carry on. But today is the opposite. He's calling me every two days. Any other films? Speed dating? That's it. I need the feature <laughs> film. I'm like, oh my god, like you know, like. <laughs> Would you consider to get your dad on your movie? I would love to. That's one of my my goal. I want to put them both, like at least as a you know passing by. Or something do you guys like have this. any re- resemblance, or huh? do you guys look yeah. similar? Yeah, yeah. It'd be sick actually that he would play your dad in the movie. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> no, but definitely put him in whatever I'm doing. And then also, also when I did uh, Night Shooters, 
I don't know if you somebody in the UK and we... Yeah, I saw it. I was on the premiere. Uh, really? Yeah. Dolly. You're lying. No, I'm not. I, I'm going to put a photo to prove you. Okay. I went there with a lovely blonde lady there. Um, my parents were in the in that same... Oh, they were there. Yeah. And again, like it was just for me just to keep on putting... Okay. I'm my, Like it feels I'm going nowhere, but I'm still trying to do whatever I can and then just show them. And mm -hmm. funny story. You want to... Like funny story again. Speed dating. Yeah. Uh, my father went to Cambodia last June and there's the International Cambodian Film Festival and the my short film is screened over there. We had no idea. I mean, he had no idea. So every time he's in Cambodia, he's watching my movie in the movie theater. <laughs> so he's going to speed dating and he watched my film again in a proper setup. And that's amazing. Every time it's like fate, it's like feeding him. Wow. And he, he actually watched it with my mom. And he was, oh, I love the sound. Wow. That's it. <laughs> You Good see, sound. Like, <laughs> like, so that was last June, and he watched the movie with his friends again. He said he watched it like, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, dude, and uh, we need to wrap it up. It's probably about three hours, but before we wrap it up, the last thing what I usually ask to my guests is take your clothes off. <laughs> no shit, let's go. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I call it the the bombs of wisdom. So, what would be your bomb of wisdom, or as kind of a suggestion to maybe a younger version of yourself? Or just uh, someone younger who wants to pursue being a director, being in movies, uh, or just to pursue their dreams? Uh, what I'm going to say sounds very cheesy, because yeah. it's about you know, giving advice. But if you're going with 99% of your will, don't do it. Keep your job. Keep whatever you're doing and don't do it. If you're willing to go 100%, even more, yes. 99, just you're wasting everybody's time. Your time, everybody, uh, you're going to meet in your path and say, Because I can't stand people who are just giving, you know, half of what they could or they complain. I'm not British, obviously. You know, I like come to that country with, I have no parachute. If I fall, I fail, I will fail big time. Mm -hmm. I have no one else helping me. I have no money coming out, whatever. So when people, when I meet people here and then they try to do stuff, but they're very lazy. They do like, you know, they, they oh, I want to do like you, but they just do nothing. I want to go just give up. You're not meant for this because people are more hungry. They will come and they will take your job or whatever it is. They will wipe you out. I'm one of them. Nice one, Mada. I think this is a sick conclusion. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Dude, Sorry, such I'm a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. Little dance. Come on. Little dance. No, no, I'm doing Kung Fu, Little bro. dance. Kung Fu dance. Kung Fu dance. Oh, oh shit. I'm, I'm very flip oh, oh, Come on, man. This one. Oh, all of them filming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bruno's Podcast.